The snow is falling, it's Christmas Eve. Presents are wrapped under the tree. Is there one for me? I only want you for Christmas, baby. I don't need nothing else. I only want you for Christmas, baby. Tie ribbon around yourself. Oh, tie ribbon around yourself. I ain't gonna write no letters to send or to the pole. What I'm wanting this year Saint Nick don't need to know I only want you for Christmas, babe I don't need nothing else I only want you for Christmas, baby. Tie a ribbon around yourself Oh, tie a ribbon around yourself Oh, pick it right off I'll find that mistletoe Let's get into the holiday spirits Honey, ho, ho, ho Ho, ho, ho I only want you for Christmas, baby I don't need nothing else I only want you for Christmas, baby Tie a ribbon around yourself I only want you for Christmas, baby Same, dear, if you're not here with 
up, baby. King says that you're going to have a blue Christmas this year, baby. I'll try to be there for you, baby, but I don't know if I can. King is awful busy this time of year. Delivering joy to all the girls and boys all over the land. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas white. But I have a blue, 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 blue Christmas.
some celery and a can of fake snow A bag of lemons and some diet sprites A box of tampons, some Salem lights Hallelujah, everybody say cheese Merry Christmas from the family I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're gonna have to call the fucking United Nations to get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. Hey, good morning. Happy holidays. There you go. I played the Christmas music because you can officially say that shit now. Okay, look, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm excited. I got a big day today. Not only do we have one of the greatest shows ever today, uh, but Roy's in town, and we're going to eat some barbecue today. I could go out with an ass family member from Sacktown who now lives in Texas. This is exciting stuff. I can't wait. Can't wait to see Roy. Looking forward to it. But like I said, today's show, holy cow. Holy cow, we are chock full of nutrients today. Let me tell you, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, he's going to be on today doing his football picks. We got to talk this World Cup, big news in college football. And then we have Mikey, who's going to be on the show. And man, oh man, do I have questions to ask him about the things he can and can't say. And and we're going to reminisce. You guys got questions for that? Just put them on the mixler, send them in, and I will see what he can and can't answer. But let's start with the good mornings, shall we? Shall we start with the good mornings? Uh, let's see. Um, first one here. Well, let's see. Well, look at that. Yeah, straight fire is in the house. He says, "Good morning, ass." Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. You too, my friend. Uh, Hangtown Jen says, good morning, ass. I'm so excited for today's show. And Hangtown Jen is marking herself safe from the Virginia Walmart shooting because who the fuck thinks I would shop at 10.30 p.m.? But it is the store we go to. Oh, holy shit. I I mean. Holy shit. Look (laughs) at them donuts. That's the one you go to? Man, that's going to be closed for a while. Last night around uh, 10.30 uh, at Walmart, and Alicia says, where's Alicia? Uh, she says, nothing good happens at Walmart past 9.30. I don't like, yeah, going at Walmart at night is a little on the scary side. I would rather go at like 3, 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 is my, like, like there you go. At nighttime, boy, I tell you what. But this is a story about uh, the manager. A manager, according to witnesses on the scene, one of the managers entered the break room and started shooting people inside. Um, police say the gunman was dead when they arrived on the scene, but did not confirm whether he died on a self-inflicted gunshot wound. 
Um, although uh, a Walmart employee claimed the shooter turned the gun on himself, first responders found multiple deceased victims, six to be a total. Um, wow. Well, I, you, you have to think about everybody involved here. First and foremost, those six families. Those six families the day before, and I hope they're not counting him as the sixth because I'm not counting him. Um, people are going crazy. I, I, I mean, this, this is pure insanity. Now, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a call for the outlawing of guns and all this kind of stuff and all this shit because we had the nightclub shooting, which I'll get to here in a second. But, yeah, it's crazy. Let me, uh, let me, let me go on continue with good mornings. But Hangtown Jen's here, and we have to learn Chinese. So today's, if you see a crazy person, learn today's Chinese phrase, go away. Go away in Chinese. Zo Kai. Go away in Chinese. Zo Kai. Educational programming here at ArnieRadio.com, I'm telling you. Derek says, Good morning, straight fire and all ass family. Happy hump day. It is hump day, but you know. It, 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 hump day! Hump day! Hump day! I get it, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, but we're all off tomorrow, and a lot of us are off on Friday, and then we have this long week, and it's like a mini vacation. Not really hump day, but okay, I'll say it anyway. Um, but uh, he says, hope y'all have a great one. Alicia says, morning ass family, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed this hump day, Turkey Eve morning. Gold says, morning folks, almost Turkey Day. Is it racist? Biden tells a mixed kid he can steal a pumpkin. Oh, let's see the link. Uh, imagine this has to be boring, boring, boring for these kids to stand up here. You're allowed to do anything you want, including go steal a pumpkin if you want. Anything you want to do. What an asshole. Boring, boring, boring. Yes, it is, Joe. Yeah, it, it's terrible. It, it, there, there's no thrill at all involved. And even though it's you, you still get to meet the president of the United States of America. I'm going to go ahead and say it's pretty thrilling. I, I, I mean, it's exciting. You're not really that bored, Joe. Dipshit. <laughs> um, uh, nothing good happens past 930. Arise is in the house, says good morning. Um, oh, wow, looky there. I am not prepared right now. Oh, my lucky start. Oh, the one and only bratty kid is in the fucking house. I'm better than you. And you know it. Yeah, yeah, I would have to. He's giving him the business. Okay, all right. There you go. So, bratty kid, you have a spectacular day today. Hot Mama says, good morning, ass. Yeah, good morning, ass. Sanchez family says, gobble, gobble. Well, hey, we got that one right here for you. There it is. Yeah, no shit. Gold says, shut up. Be happy you didn't complain to that manager. No shit. We go there because taxes in that city, five minutes from the house, are cheaper than the store. Uh, and the store is better than my store, which is less than a mile away. Okay, good. I had my money on Hampton Walmart for mass shooting. That place is ghetto as fuck. 
Uh, it's okay. That's how I heard it. It, it <laughs> go away. It's okay. Guten Morgen, Douglas. All right. Now, speaking of that shooting that we had in the, in the gay nightclub the other night, celebrating trans night, they are claiming now that the shooter was non-binary and used the terms they, them, and his father is a mixed martial artist and porn star named Dick Delaware. Dick Delaware. Meaning your dick is as big as Delaware? I would I don't know. I don't know about that. Dick Delaware. Uh it was they, they what did I say? Did I not say use the correct pronoun they them? I, I'm sorry. If I if I missed that up, let me let me just say, oh sorry, I'm not sorry. I don't give a fuck. By the way, what does it, it does it matter? He shot up the gay nightclub. We're seeing this happen. Do we not remember the gay nightclub down in Orlando? Dude was gay. He shot up a gay nightclub. Hey, everybody. Gay people can be crazy, too. Uh, says, but it's the Republicans' fault. Oh, absolutely. It's Dick Delaware's fault. By the way... If you mention a porn star's name and it doesn't come to recollection in some porn star fan's mind, like mine, and yes, even the dudes, go ahead, I'm comfortable in my sexuality to know the great performers of the industry, like Rocco Cifaretti, Peter North, Tom Byron, True Woodsman. Never heard of Dick Delaware. Big Delaware, that, that's a new one. It's shocking, a porn star would fucking sire a child that fucking does a nightclub shooting. I'm just saying. Right, has anybody been looking at Jenna Jameson's kids? Um, why do we care about they, them thing? I don't think you deserve a proper use of pronouns when you have no respect for life itself. Fuck, fat, fuck that person. I agree. I don't care about that. By the way, I don't really care about that if you're alive, let alone if you died shooting up a nightclub. A non-binary person is mentally ill? No way. Anyone could have thunk that. They must have been MAGA supporters. Did Delaware must be a cousin of Dirk Diggler or something? The tidbit about the porn star dad. Now that's newsworthy. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That is why I'm here. So much worse to use wrong pronouns than to shoot people. Yeah, they want to make sure that the news get his pronouns right. God. Uh, Douglas, don't forget you have to date them, otherwise you're phobic of them. Oh, yeah, you're trans. If you don't find them attractive, you're transphobic. I wonder what would happen if a nightclub shooter's name was Don Imus. Well, I You're in a nightclub, for God's sake. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. There are women there, and, uh, and then people have guns. Yep. So, there, anyway, go ahead. There are men there. There are women there. There are cis men. I, I, I mean, there's everything there at nightclubs, especially this one. So, we got that going as well. All right.
Now, I just saw this story. This story is very interesting to me. Today, the, the, this first hour, we're going to do regular story. I've, I've got a whole hour prepped, ready to go. But I found this story, and I find it very, very interesting. Been watching a lot of videos lately. And something is starting to rein in to be a little true to me. Not not actually anything to do with me, but it's ringing true in my brain, something that Dave Chappelle has been talking about. Um, Kanye West is in the news again today, and we've been labeling Kanye. I label him crazy as fuck. Okay? It's going to get a lot to convince me that he's not crazy seeing this behavior, but but today it's gone a little bit far. It might have jumped the shark today because I'm seeing it go into a, a weird level area, but you remember how they said that, that Dave Chappelle went crazy when he left Comedy Central? Well, it didn't start there. We have to back up to another comedian that it started with. And that comedian was, uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence was working his ass off. Very, very popular crossover into white audience, which is huge. Making mainstream movies, doing great, doing amazing, making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And then one day he lost it. He just went absolutely nuts. Uh, remember, if you commit crimes and your political persuasion is left, it's mental health. If you do it on the right, you're just evil or a terrorist. Remember that. You're just evil or a terrorist. So we, we look back, and Martin Lawrence lost his mind. Remember, he's on the street yelling at people, shirtless, all that kind of stuff. And pretty much he went away for a few years, and he came back. He's been normal. I mean, not really doing a whole lot anymore. Mike said he lost it because Emmett Smith took his wife. Probably. But then you fast forward to Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle signs this gigantic deal. And, and, and we were all told stories about what it was and what it wasn't. Dave Chappelle's come out and told his side of the story. But people said Dave Chappelle lost his mind because he went to Africa. Now we see Dave Chappelle, best shape of his life. He's living his best life. He's not afraid to go out on stage. We, I, we, I deem him the, the, the best comic in the world and Ricky Gervais. Those two is the, the two best comics that are standing right now. Not crazy anymore, and he's making even more money now than he ever did before with even the Chappelle show. But he was deemed crazy. And it brings me to Kanye. Now, we've deemed Kanye crazy because he's wanting to run for president. He's wanting to do all this stuff. And once again, it's going to take me to get a lot off this, uh, get off this ledge because I don't think Kanye is as important to society as Dave Chappelle was, or even Martin Lawrence. But there's a new story out today that Kanye West is a porn addict. 
Um, according to a story, a young male who was interviewing for a job at Yeezy was shown an intimate image of Kardashian by Kanye just after it showed up on his phone, while a video of the reality star was shown to several co-workers. An open letter from former members of West Yeezy fashion brand also accused uh, bosses of turning their moral compass off amid the self-confessed porn addict's alleged habit of showing explicit material around the office. In a new report published by Rolling Stone, it says that Kanye had a sexualized atmosphere in which pornography was a constant feature and often made explicit remarks to female Yeezy and Adidas staffers. West told a female Adidas employee in China, I want you to make me a shoe I can fuck. Well, I wish I would have pre-read that. I would have sold that better, but he wants to fuck a shoe. All right, let's talk about this. Now, they're getting all these reports that he's a porn addict. Well, this is this is the part. They have tried to cancel him time and time and time again. And he's, he's not been canceled yet. We're still talking about it. But, you know, if he's a porn addict... You know, that's going to lead down the road to baby being a possible kid toucher. Uh, let's see. Uh, he's a pop icon. Who fucking isn't a porn addict, especially in that industry? Of all things, this does not shock me. Sounds like those people at Ye should tell him to find Jesus. I mean, I mean seriously. Wait, where is that one? Oh, crap. Crap. Where are my drops today? Good Lord. Not even in that right one. Come on. Did I move it? Move it. Is it in slurs? No. Well, I don't know where the hell it went. I'll find it later. Um, Let's see. Uh, Just <laughs> stick a flashlight in his shoe. His other action shook me, but a predisposition to porn does not in the least bit, make me think any less than I already do. Well, see, here's the thing. The, the porn addiction, living on the West Coast and around the coast, it's not like living in the middle of the country. And Kanye West probably doesn't play that well to middle of the country, but when you call him a porn addict, they're going to start thinking, okay, he's a diddler. Now, do I think Kanye's crazy still? Yes. But man, oh man, they are going to the ends of the way, the earth to besmirch this guy. Here you shoe, motherfucker. Get your dick out of that Adidas. They didn't make a shoe that instead of lighting up when you're, you're kick, click heels, it makes the gong sound. That would be fantastic. You just keep walking down the street. Do, 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 this is a very slow pace. There we go. There we go. 
And by the way, look, look. These guys, remember remember we played the video last week when he was showing the porn videos to uh, the, the head honchos of Adidas? And those guys, and they, 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 they terminated their, their relationship with him the next day. Let me just tell you something real quick. They had honchos at Adidas. Those guys watch porn. Those guys watch porn. They're men. They watch porn. They, they watch porn. Okay. They had to do that. Okay. They're the head honchos of a multi-billion dollar shoe company. And I don't think tennis shoes or sneakers or whatever the kicks, whatever the kids want to call them, have ever been hotter. People pay in upwards sometimes for a pair of shoes, $40,000 for a pair of Nikes. And there ain't no, there ain't no diamonds in there, ain't no rubies, they're just a pair of Nikes. And they're paying $30,000, $40,000 for them. And wearing them. So those head honchos at Adidas, when he showed them a porn video, they have to back off. They have to say no. Because they can't be seen as regular guys. Because what happens to regular guys? Off the record recordings are released, just like that video of things being said like grab them in the pussy. But I, 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 I won't go any further than that. Uh, all right, let's see. I did not get, uh, damn it, Arnie. Okay, there we go. We got that one there. Okay. Supreme Court. Yeah, we got that. University of Chicago. We got that. Okay, honeymoon. And then, oh, yeah, Shakamoon. Okay, now we got it. All right, here we go. All right. Good news. Good news, everybody. Yesterday, Kamala Harris. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. She has said that she will be on the ticket when Joe Biden runs again in 2024. Now, 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 I have to ask something here. Um, is this up to her to announce? You know what I mean? Is this actually up to her to announce that she's going to be on the ticket? Or does the president get to say, isn't this a little uh, little, little, little cart before the horse? Doesn't he have to ask her? She says, as the president said, he intends to run. And if he does, I will be running with him. She refused to answer any questions about Donald Trump. She did say, I'm thinking about right now, we need to do in the Indo-Pacific. What the hell is going on? She's in the Philippines when she made this statement? Hey, bitch, we ain't got a bunch of Filipinos jumping the damn border. You ain't the Filipino czar. Ye and Antonio Brown are both crazy. Maybe they'll become gay lovers. I thought they were collaborating on on ten Antonio Brown's rap career. 
I, I, I'm not sure. I, it's very, very odd, very peculiar, if you will. Um, Kamala's this chair to put big old oompalus <laughs> in her mouth. Yeah, she, I don't fuck, why is she there? All right. We had an incident yesterday in the White House briefing room. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure who the reporter was, but we're going to give him credit. <laughs> Drop See, I'm going to give all the credit in the world to Peter Ducey for having reporters to have balls again. Oh, good old Jean-Pierre snapped at reporters who raised questions about the origins of COVID-19 during a briefing, which featured the outgoing chief medical advisor, Anthony Fauci. Oh, this is where they belong. All right, here we go. Whether you're a far-right Republican or a far-left Democrat doesn't make any difference to me. I look upon it the same way as I did in the emergency room in the middle of New York City when I was taking care of everybody that was coming in off the street. New so York the City! Troubles me most about this. Dr. Fauci, um, only 13% of... Hold on one second. Uh-oh. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being, you're, being, you're being disrespectful to your colleagues, and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock, because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. Where's he going? I'm done. I'm not, going, I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, only 30 good questions. Not being answered. Jeremy, answer. Jeremy. 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 The room. She has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person I, to answer. I that. hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespectful. It, it is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, done she's right done. Go ahead. Go she's ahead. done. Go ahead. You're taking time away from your colleagues. Oh, God. That was glorious yesterday. Oh, God. See, Peter Ducey, yeah, Peter Ducey put that in the other reporters. Yeah, I, I love that first part where he says he was in the ER. My ass, he was in the ER. Okay, point of fact, uh, the president may have read a card that says he intends to run, and from that we can infer that the person on who writes the cards intends to keep writing them, so they intend him to run. Sleepy Joe's like, whatever. Um, uh, AB is a partner in his Donda. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Uh, he's a lying cunt. He was not. He's a. He's not a medical doctor. He's a public health doctor. He was a medical doctor, right? But he he lost his life. Or he he hasn't practiced medicine in like fifty years. Simon, the African reporter, taking cues from Ducey. Damn right. She sounds like a kid. It's not your turn. I saw the video. She's worthless. 
So when reporters did this to McEnany or Huckabee Sanders or Spicer, it was A-O-fucking-K. Oh, nobody made a big deal about it. They, here, here's the funny thing. McEnany, she handled her business. They didn't do this to her. You know why? Because she was prepared. The other ones, Huckabee, Huckabee would just tuck you, or Huckabee Sanders, she would just tuck She would fucking motherfuck you. This gal has no spine whatsoever. Those reporters are all racist and homophobic anyway to pick on her that way. Um, Simon, I'm done. Splice next to Nathan call 911 like they were meant to be together. Ah, no shit. And fuck that asshole. He didn't step foot in an ER to help anyone do dick. No, Fauci has never provided care to a patient. Fauci hasn't touched a patient since after he left residency. He's been in the lab since then. If you're conservative, you're a bigot, and you deserve to be shat on. Pretty much. Pretty much. And and, and that's, not even a, uh, that's not even a honkified conservative anymore. If you're a conservative with any color skin, you deserve to be shat on. By the way, the White House has lied uh, once again. I, I know this is sh- shocking. The Biden White House slammed by liberal journalists for denying access to a wedding. Um, Naomi Biden, the eldest granddaughter of President Biden, opened up about planning a White House wedding and the details, no matter how small, that made the day spectacular. And Vogue magazine was there, and they took pictures. And they had the whole White House lit up. But they're mad because the, the media didn't get to cover it. Now, I'm going to tell you this right here. I ain't going to stand up for Joe Biden more than I ever, ever have to. But... The eldest granddaughter is, 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 I gotta say, she's off limits. I know that she's in, in the stupid family. And I know, look, look, I didn't like it when they went after poor little Baron Trump. I mean, he didn't do anything. He was like 10. I mean, we went after Amy Carter and all of them because they were ugly, but these are grandkids. These aren't even the kids of them. Vogue was there because they paid the Bidens uh, a ton of money. So I tell you what, if you want, if you want the the New York Times to be there, you better start offering some cash. I read that when they got married in Biden tradition, they had the priest say, "You may now sniff the bride." I mean, you got to think about it. That'd be pretty kick-ass to get married at the White House. I mean, if you're marrying into the president's family, there's pretty much, like, no off-limits at the White House. Like, I can go into the presidential bathroom. Like, if I'm looking to take a crap, let's say I'm at the wedding, all right? Somehow I got invited to this. Well, maybe, maybe, no, no, I can't get invited to. I'd have to be the one getting married. So let's say I'm marrying into, like, presidential family. Hell, I'm family now. I'm crapping on the fucking first throne. Guarantee you. 
you know, Grandpa Joe's going to be tying one on, and I'm going to sneak up into the residential area and crap my fucking eyes out. Uh, Good morning, Arnie. No, she's not off limits. She's using the taxpayer's house. It's a public domain. It is a public domain, but if Vogue magazine paid them enough money and the Bidens will have to pay to use it, then once again, they better have a White House cocktail, weenies. By the way, there is a movie review up today at uh, on all the social medias. I finally watched the Weird Al movie last night. Now, I didn't have a lot of hopes going into it. I I like bit Weird Al. And, and here's the thing. I got to drink beers with Weird Al at a Hooters in Reno once. And Weird Al was probably one of the nicest celebrities I ever got to meet. And uh, I, I I was excited to see this, but what the movie turned into was, I don't know. I thought it was a little cheap and campy for my, I, I thought it was terrible. Uh, but people have been texting me on this. They're like, oh, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And I told him, and I said, he's a super nice guy. Uh, then I got texted back, literally the nicest celebrity I've ever met. But no, it's a parody of his life, which is genius. So clever to do that instead of the real story. Yeah, I guess. Uh, like most modern weddings, they had a fun, wacky photo booth, a cotton candy machine, and Kamala's giving blowjobs. Yeah, she had the blowjob fucking booth set up. Come on over. Come on over. Get a blowjob from, from, from Auntie Kamala. Hunter's over there snorting everything that's white. Dad, 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 dad. Are you gonna you gonna throw out you gonna throw out my my computer? Cause that wasn't really my computer, dad. Dad, dad, dad. That wasn't mine. No, I'm not high. I'm just really excited about this wedding. Woo, Naomi. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> Can't you see Hunter Biden just trying to run off all the fucking crack and cocaine that he snorted? Oh, I, I don't think he's quit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know what Hunter Biden looks like to me? This is what Hunter Biden looks like to me. He looks like a scuzzy, just a, he is your typical, when you watch one of those movies where you have like the mob boss, i.e. Joe Biden, and he has a son that everybody in the movie wants to see die because he gets away with so much shit. And that's Hunter. And that's what Hunter still looks like to me. He still looks like a scuzzy guy. Look, look. This is the kind of guy that when going on a job interview wears a leather blazer. Hunter's snorting the tablecloths, the bridal ground, the napkins, the wedding cake, everything. Paint on the wall. Hunter is the Fredo of the family. 
perfect. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Fredo was taken with with, with uh, Chris Cuomo. He is really the Fredo of the world. You know, you, you know what this guy... <sighs> trying to think, which movie was it where... Oh, I guess it was Next to Kin where Ben Stiller... Yes, that's right. Ben Stiller played an Italian. But this is the same movie that Liam Neeson played at Kentucky in. And like uh, like the, the the number one let the was always jealous of the the son so they made it look like the the bumpkins killed Ben Stiller but yes Ben Stiller the Italian Now is that cultural appropriation should Ben Stiller have to go back and be removed from the credits Can we digitally enhance a, an actual Italian actor in there Oh, I'm just telling you this right now. That's next. Mark my words. You remember when they colorized movies? No, I don't mean by putting black people in them, assholes. You remember when they added color to movies and people were like, oh, this no, it ruined it. They're going to do the same thing. Tom Hanks will no longer be the face you see in, in, in the movie Forrest Gump. Because, well, he's not retarded. Hunter and Sheriff Buford T. Buster. Yes, Junior. <laughs> yes, Daddy. <laughs> yes, Daddy. And yet no reparations for either of them for their portrayals. No. I was about to say colorizing movies is what Disney's doing. <laughs> yes. Um, th- this whole family, I I just look at this whole family and just go, what the fuck? And then I have to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wait, uh, big story here yesterday. I look, I don't care anymore about this. I I am. Let's let's let them all duke it all out. The Supreme Court has allowed a committee led by mainly Democrats to access six years of Donald Trump's tax returns. Justices block former president's emergency plea in the three-year legal battle. So now they're going to have access to his taxes. And by the way, what happens? What happens when they find out he's kept up and he's pretty much up to date on all his taxes? And he was just trying to be private. Oh, they're going to demonize him on everything on his taxes. So, I mean, this is just the latest in the number of ploys to get him discredited when he does a good job on his own. I just... ah. I honestly, I, I, I just, this is what I want to see. This is what I want to see. I'd like to see the Democrats come out and just try to pass a constitutional amendment that people with the name of Donald J. Trump can no longer run for president. I, I, I can't wait to see that one go through. Good, hopefully it sets a precedent we can see theirs. Now, gold, come on, gold, gold, thank you. You followed the rules of the show. You use logic. 
But Washington will never allow that to happen. Oh, no. No, 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 no. To answer your question, what happens when they find out there's nothing on the taxes? They will just bring up another Russian story or whatever else they can dream of. You're right. Yeah, you know what, straight fire? I broke my own rule. Here's gold following the rules. Following the rules to a T by using logic, and I didn't even follow my own rule of asking the question, what's next? God damn me. Because I just did. I said, what's the next thing they're going to do? I asked, what's next? It's gotten to be comical now. I mean, now I kind of, I'm rooting for something bad to be on the taxes, so at least the fucking record changes. Oh, yeah. Mage, totally. I saw that. When Don Lemon um, was talking about reparations and the white lady switched it up on him to change it to African kings actually owe the reparations. See, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. They want to believe in falsehoods. Like that movie that, that came out, the, the Woman King or whatever. Can't think of the lady. Viola Davis was in it. Viola Davis even came out and said, if you don't see this movie, you're a racist. She actually said that. This movie was depicting a, a group of, of female African warriors fighting the evil British white, and wherever the whites were from, in the slave trade. When all actuality is, they flipped the script on old history. You see, they were one of the worst contributors to the slave trade. But that doesn't put asses in seats. I would have loved to have been in that meeting. In that meeting when they're pitching this movie. And, and, and maybe the original pitch was about this female king and her warriors. And there was a part in there where it, it because Hollywood executives aren't the smartest people because they have to be so woke. They're all sitting around and they've got all their 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 coutrema in front of them, all their Danishes and all this in this big pitch meeting. Well, we're going to make this movie about this queen who led these warriors. And yeah, they sold they sold slaves in Africa back then, but it's more about their warrior fighting mentality. Somebody's going to say, wait a sec, wait, 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 wait. They were selling slaves? Well, yeah, yeah, they were. They were one of the worst doing it. Okay, I like the idea of this empowering a, a, a female, not only a female, a black female, a black female from Africa? We're empowering her to be a leader of an army? Well, yeah, yeah, she was a leader of an army. Okay, this is what we do. We make it to where they were fighting slavery. They weren't a part of it. We'll make it they were fighting it. And the person that threw that pitch is like, well, 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 that, that totally goes against it. Well, no, 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 we don't need to worry about that. We're making a movie. This is the magic of the movies. Nobody will care about that. And it proved to be true. Nobody did care about it until it was called out. 
Wasn't that bitch on Mama's family? <laughs> um, what will they find will be a write-off of Butterball Turkeys as payment to stand for leading <laughs> info to Trump about the Hunter's laptop. Yes, we will be calling Butterball. Um, uh, I didn't see it. I guess I'm racist. I'll go back to telling my kids about their Latino heritage and about facing America's racist past like I've done since day one. Yep. Uh, let's see. Hey, they, white man destroyed the African King's main export. Yep. I guess I'll go back to playing African music to my kids to learn to appreciate all cultures, but I'm racist. Only warrior princes I know is Xena. (laughs) But you see, they just changed the story. Because we're not all going to go out. I I mean, this was pretty big. And... The first people that I saw called it out were black people. Black scholars came out and said, um, uh, hey, thanks for the idea and everything, but actually, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, but this group gives us a black eye. Now, that is funny. You know that shit's funny. I totally intended the pun. Speaking of it, it, I can't wait till it's against the law to be be Caucasian. When is that law going to come up? Due to the fact that the University of Chicago and a professor have postponed a class called the Problem of Whiteness. It was branded by racists, or it was branded racist by what they call conservative critics. Um, the problem with whiteness, uh, he was threatened with his life. Oh, oh, this is a female teacher. Uh, the campaign of abuse started against her after Daniel Schmidt, a sophomore, posted about the course on Twitter together with a screenshot of her bio. Said that Schmidt's deliberately misrepresented her course in order to stoke up white grievance on social media platforms. She now says she now intends to teach the course in the spring once the university had put together a safety plan for her and her class. Um, I know what your class is about. I don't need to see what your syllabus is. I don't need to go through and see what, what you're saying. The problem with whiteness. Okay. I understand that this will be a class on campus, as is black history is a class on campus. You can't call anything white history because, well, that's, I guess, as they would say, just history. Even though I would say the same thing about black history is that I look at it as history. History doesn't have a color. It doesn't. History doesn't have a political assuasion. History doesn't have any phobias or any beefs. It's kind of like math. Even though a lot of people like to say that math is racist, which I think is absolutely positively not worth my time saying the word fucking stupid. The problem with whiteness. Let's play the game, shall we? Could this class happen if it was called the problem with... Blackness. 
the answer would be that's a Klan rally. I'm I'm tired of it. I I really am. I I'm sick and tired of it. I this te- this 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 person this entity this professor should be kicked off campus. Should never be allowed to teach again. If you want to start your own woke-ass university somewhere and not get any kind of college credits for it and do all that kind of stuff, then do that. Start a fucking hippie compound. Maybe go to the hole that I'm planning on digging in the desert and jump down there and educate everybody. Because I'm tired of this bullshit that says, Arnie, you're white and you need to feel guilty. Because I fucking don't. Hell no, I don't. Kiss my motherfucker. Ass. I. Well, Mayor Pete does uh, call a lot of roads and highways racist. Yes, because Mayor Pete is a fucktard. All right, we're going to take the break here because I told Joe I'd call him early because Mikey's going to call in at about the top of the next hour. So I want to make sure I have enough from everybody here on the day before Thanksgiving. How about some soundtracks from the holidays? I'm gone, you'll need love to light the shadows on your face. If a great wave shall fall, and fall upon us all, then between the sand and stone, could you make it on your own? of your
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ah, welcome back to the big show. You realized I'm sorry. I did not know that song was in your wedding march. My bad. Uh, but it was also in the movie Love Actually, which is... I think there's like two Christmas movies outside of like Elf and, of course, Christmas Vacation that... I can, I can, I enjoy Love Actually. I think that's a good movie. Uh, but I like the movie The Family Stone because I, I look. I think Luke Wilson can do no wrong. I'm a big fan of Luke Wilson. Uh, Twelve Angry Orphans. Check it out if you haven't watched it. All right, time to make this phone call. We, we, we have to call the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Here we go. Hello. Is this the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy? That I mean, this is Pyramid Lake uh, Joe uh, Murphy. Let me get Lake Tahoe for you. Okay, all right. Thank you, Pyramid Joe. Lake Lake Tahoe. <laughs> they want you up. They want you up front, bro. All right. Hey, Lake Tahoe Joe here. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? You got a stable there? Are you the 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 lake stable? Is that what what I'm hearing? Well, yeah, because, you know, I do a lot of burning, man. I know. I know so you do. I'm out by Pyramid. You know, I'm always by Pyramid. I'm like the hippest guy at Burning Man every year. Well, of course. You're the hippest guy everywhere you go. I mean, you, you. You, cannot, you, not, you can't go into a room and say, Joe Murphy's here and go, well, fuck, I'm out-hipped. I am out-hipped. Yeah. Dude, bro, I'm like the sun. You can't turn this off, bro. <laughs> Oh, Joe, it's good to see you. Uh, happy early Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Oh, yeah, happy early Thanksgiving do, to do you, you too. Do you eat a big bird? Do you do you do the whole thing? Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. What I love is the day before Thanksgiving. Of course, I have my rainbow colors on. I'm eating Lucky Charms and voting for Costa Rica. There you go. You're watching the World Cup. Well, that's the only time you're allowed to watch soccer as an American. Yeah. Now, 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 now I got to look, look, I, I'm sorry. How in the hell does Argentina lose to Saudi Arabia? Is that some home curry cooking there? I don't know. You know, they, well, do you know that uh, they declared a holiday in Saudi Arabia? Oh, today. did they? Oh, yeah. Today's a holiday. Yeah, it's a, the, the sheikh or the sheikh or the, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a uh, national holiday. Because of that. Wow. You know, for every dollar you bet, you won $24. You bet Wow. Holy shit. That, I mean, that was like, when I saw that, I'm like, wait a second. Did Lionel Messi get executed or something? Yeah, I guess he messed up. I didn't really see some of the highlights, but I guess he really, really messed up. Well, well, fact, now uh, they're yeah, in the loser's because, bracket. Uh, uh, did you see any of the highlights of that? No, no, it's soccer, Joe. I, I, I have a penis. Oh, I don't know. You know, uh, you know that, that you know the Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing? Yes. So I think myself, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think Tim Allen's hilarious. Good but show. Just I, like, I, I like the show. Good show. Yeah. So except they replaced the, the black-haired girl with, with the, the, the other one. I like the other one, the, the black-haired girl. Mm-hmm. But she played the ditzoid. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, so the one's playing soccer, you know, <laughs> Tim Allen comes home and he's like, he says, is everything okay? Did she get hurt? Because she had been hurt. Like he goes, no, nothing happened. Then he goes, literally, 
nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you call a soccer game, okay? Like yeah, uh, Nigel yeah, Jones is kicking the ball. Nothing happens. That's like yesterday. Zero to zero. Why play the game? It was zero to zero when you started. I was actually in a restaurant yesterday. This is a true story. When uh, and, and they had all the TVs on. I was in this Mexican joint over by the lake. And uh, I'm watching it, and it's Australia against France. France, the defending champions, I guess, right? And Australia right. was driven the ball down, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and they kick a crossing pattern, and the guy kicks the goal in, and I fucking just yell, goal! And then I did, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! Oh, you know. <laughs> you got to have fun in life, Joe. I know you do, you know, but what, what the thing is that some poor kid went to work that day, having a great day, goes to work, you know, loving his day, and then little did he know he was going to run into Arnie's day later on that day and completely wreck his day. Um, by the way, have you seen this news story about how Cutter is telling people to stop wearing rainbow flag stuff into the stadiums? It's been banned. That's why I said I got my rainbow colors on. Now um, I'm eating my lucky charms. Um, now, uh, what are people doing? What What are they thinking? Because that is a Muslim country. It is a very probably. I'm sure it's a very you know, conservative, very uh, you know Muslim. Uh, not, I don't want to say radical. No, no, you, know, no, you uh, can but, go uh, that far. I, I'll go. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow you to go that far. As radical as they fucking are. I'm sure there's a few that are. We actually have some, you know, pretty good relations with. I call them what? Cater, Cotter, Cater. No, <laughs> but uh, we actually have decent relations with them. But uh, yeah, you know, they're not going to go for. Dude, they're not going to do Mitch and Cam for Modern Family no. over there. Okay, buddy. No. Just not gonna go down. And and by the way, have we not learned anything from Brittany Griner? Oh, people, please. I mean, Listen. seriously. Do not butt fuck while you're there. Save and the butt fuck for when you real leave. Pack of Marlboros. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't even drink pray. beer at a soccer game. I don't know how. Yeah. I thank God Ireland is not there. <clears throat> I know. You know, even Salt Lake City when they hosted the Olympics, they you know they uh, that's when they uh, said, hey, listen, we got We got to sell beer uh, at the at these things, and they really loosened up their their alcohol. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, because Mormons and, and don't Utah drink. when they hosted the Olympics. Yeah, because you know, the Mormons don't drink ever. <laughs> I never met a it's crowd. Like, it's like a it Baptist didn't... not drinking. That's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it, it's also, you know what it means to go out and sell, you know, to, to tourism, you know, go sell convention stuff. Sure. It's like, hey, we got it. These guys aren't going to like the Safari Club International that comes here a lot. It's huge, mm. huge show and you know if you want to be able to host that you got to talk you got to serve a few coldies <laughs> um by the way iran is considering attacking the world cup i don't know why they're going to be attacking their team just won hell if i was iran i'd be like well let's see how this plays out before we attack all right no you know especially <laughs> when the flock of seagulls made they made a song out <laughs> you know that's crazy and <laughs> so i mean <laughs> that's funny that's oh, funny you know I know attack really attack the world how about you go attack Russia maybe yeah go North do something Korea. like that you know not the world I, cup I mean it's soccer that's punishment enough for the world I know it's, and it's in cater 
Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh my gosh, he's dribbling. Go get a Motel 6. Okay, well, get a third mortgage on your house. Yeah. He's dribbling the ball and he kicks it out of bounds. I mean, that's the game. (laughs) That is the entire game. Oh my God. I'll tell you, that's the one. Hockey and soccer, I consider myself a. You know, uh, a sports enthusiast, very uh, you know, uh, in tune and learned. I guess you could say, in sports. That's the two sports where I still gotta hone my skills. Watching is uh, is in hockey and soccer. Which, like I said, soccer. I just you know, no. zero to zero. Yeah. I wonder how many zero to zeros we're gonna have today. Look, you I got Japan playing Germany today. Oh boy, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a fucking uh, the battle of the former allies. Yeah, the battle of World War II losers, okay? Boy, let's drop a bomb on that game, shall we? Yeah, yeah I know. I Fucking tell you Christ. right now. Look, the greatest, I've, I've shared this before. With, and and Joe, you know what, Joe? Um, can you get pictures on your phone right now? I certainly can. If it's not already filled up, I've used a lot of data on X Hamster. I mean, no, forget it. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I can get uh, pictures. I, I'm going to send you a picture. This is from the, the last World Cup that I remember. And I was watching it, and I started laughing my ass off at, at this. And this is the way the ESPN had it. Um, okay, I, I sent it to you. Let me know if you get it. It's when um, Nigeria was playing Germany on the television. Nigeria was playing Germany on the television. Have you gotten the photo yet? You know what? Do you have the other? Send it to the other number. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, send it to the six six seven four. Oh no! If I get my number gets out there, do you know how many chicks will be calling me? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, what number am I on right now? You're on the one one two eight. So I need the other one. Yeah, send it to the other one. And that is our uh, that's our entertainment database. Okay, so let's see. Hold on a second here. Let me, let me, I got to find the damn picture again. Okay. Damn, I am so sorry. That's okay. Uh, that, that's quite all right. While I'm doing this, we can talk about college football because when you see this, you'll laugh your ass off, and I'm just doing this for you. Um, what do you think of this Lane Kiffin story? Okay, what, what's going on with Lane? The reports are out that Lane Kiffin is going to leave. Well, let's see. Okay. USC? Is he, is he, no, that's a Lincoln Riley. No, no, USC. no. He's going to leave Old Miss. Okay. Let's see. Uh, copy photo. Okay, I've copied the photo. Now I have to go into my, my phone book here and find you because you have 58 goddamn phone numbers, Joe. I only, Listen, I have a corporate office in San Francisco. I have the regional office here in Reno. I understand that you are qu- the one one two eight. You want me to send it to? No, the other one. Oh shit! I don't have that. I- I'll do it to you after the it's, show. It's the same prefix. It, it's don't six, worry about uh, it. Six six seven four. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll send it later. Uh, it's it's bugging me now. Um, it's really yeah. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy it when I say no no no. It's okay. Um, if everybody's listening, it, it, it one side of the screen it had NIG and like they had the time left, and then it had GER, but it had like one NIG GER zero. Yeah, they they put that word on the. Oh TV my screen. god, I got you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I could. You know, 
I was in a doctor's office. You, you ever know there's a very common Chinese name, NG, correct? Yes. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office, oh, and no. there's an Asian man sitting there or whatever, and the, and the receptionist, uh, Lonnie Anderson, goes, uh, Nick, the Nick family? <laughs> you know, just just screams it over the, oh, over the whole thing. It's pronounced Ng. Yeah, oh, Ng. Yeah. I apologize. You know, but it's like, yeah, yeah. just scream it out like three times. Yeah, that's a... That, that was a big faux pas on ESPN's part, and I still love that picture. I, I've had that picture for at least Is there two jeans in it or just one? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's two. Uh, I'll send it to you. You'll, you'll love it. You will love it. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Reports are is that Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin is going to step down and take the job at Auburn. A lot of coaching stuff going on, buddy. So Lane Kiffin stepping down at Ole Miss. And and I mean Auburn. Gee, what's that like a seventy-five mile move? Yeah, but. It, like, I look at both those teams. I look at Auburn as a little bit better version than Ole Miss, but not nearly the level of SEC but, as Georgia and, and Alabama are. Not I wouldn't even say they're on the same level as Tennessee when it but, comes to that. But Ole, Miss is, yeah, but Ole Miss is a team that, you know what, if I say, hey, we gotta, you got to make us winners again, I don't know. I think I might say, you know what, let's go down to Oxford. Let's take Ole Miss. I think we can work with them. I think uh, – uh, that would be like you know you get them into a uh, you know nationally right like rank six seventh up in the mm-hmm. top ten. I would I would I would think that would be an not only would easier but it would be more rewarding maybe. Would you take the Auburn gig or the Ole Miss gig? Here, here here's the thing. Um, I would stay in Oxford. I would stay and make my name in Oxford. There is only right. one name in Oxford that matters, and that's Archie Manning. Eli, look, Eli was big, but they've never had a coach. You know, you look at Alabama. Alabama's had coach after coach, but they have the greatest college coach of all time now. Right. Auburn right. has had great coaches in the past that, that have guy. won national championships. Yeah. yeah. Lane Kiffin yeah. cannot Bo sit Jackson. still. Yeah. And the thing is that, at Ole Miss, I think he's got a real shot at making something there if I believed in him as a coach, which I don't. And I don't think got, he's that good of a coach. you've got Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw on your side. Bam. Bam, right oh, there. You're good. You're you good. got the blind yeah. side going. I love Ole Miss. I, I would rather be at Ole Miss to do that. You know, to, to do that. It just seems like I've never been an Auburn guy. I mean, you're like, this, you're like the redheaded stepkid to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Literally. I, I, I mean – Auburn is I, they're they're in a bad spot and and there are a lot of athletes that went to Auburn that I love Charles Barkley, Bo Jackson, but when it comes to schools in Alabama, there's one and then there's Auburn, mm. you know yeah. and and when it comes to Mississippi, you know Mississippi State sucks. Why not yeah, stay at Ole Miss? I I don't understand this, but hey, you know you gotta play at Ole Miss. I mean, yeah, that's. Uh... Lane Kiffin is an odd, he, he's an odd fella, so. That's, you know, that's like, I mean, unless you're going to, you know, give him a bunch of money because it seems like a lateral move to me. Yeah. Maybe a little up, but not much. Not, not yeah. much. Not very much at all. All right, let's see. Let Since we're talking about it, uh, that is the first game on the college football schedule happening tomorrow night, Thanksgiving night. 
Mississippi State, 7-4 on the road down there in Oxford, Mississippi, taking on the 20th-ranked Ole Miss Rebs. Ole Miss is a two-point favorite. You know, this is rivalry week, folks. Oh, God, yes, it is. So we got to get, I mean, this is where, this is where the, 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 the state take, the takes on the, you know, the Oklahoma place. Oh, oh Bedlam is already uh, gone yeah, down. Yeah, and Oklahoma huh? State and shit one of thing. Yeah, no kidding. That was crazy. That was ugly. Of course, there is no bigger showdown on rivalry week than Nevada UNLV. But getting but back we'll to. We'll get to it, my friend. I promise you. Uh, Mississippi, Mississippi. It, it, this thing is in Oxford, correct? Uh, correct, sir. And Mississippi's laying a couple. They're, they're, they're favored two by a couple. Two points, yes. Two points. Damn it. I, I, I got I to gotta go with the Ole Miss. I got to go with Ole Miss. But you know what? It's up, it, I mean, it, it's uh, rivalry week, so who knows? But I'll go with Ole Miss. But you know what I mean? Crazy yeah. stuff will happen. Easy. I, I'll go with Ole Miss on that one. But it is rivalry. This is not really a rivalry game, but... Since Texas A&M got scared of Texas and left the uh, left our conference, this is what we've been stuck with now. Six and five Baylor is traveling to DKR Stadium in Austin, Texas, for Senior Day against the twenty-third ranked Texas Longhorns, who still have an outside outside chance at the Big Twelve Championship game. Texas an eight and a half point favorite. You know, kids, I need you to take a couple aspirin. Call me in the morning. Um, <laughs> Let's see. So, what is DKR? What is that? Daryl K. Royal. Oh, right, right, right. He was a co- he was a big time coach in Texas, right? Yeah, he only yeah. won four national championships. No big deal. How many national championships? Four, 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 four. Okay. Four. <laughs> Excuse me. Invented he Stop. invented the wishbone. No big deal. No, 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 no. He invented the wishbone. Okay, you know what? Somebody, somebody, give me a shovel. <laughs> That's true. He invented yeah, I the know, I, I, I know. Hey, he, so he's won four. How many national championships did the Longhorns have? Five. Five, yeah. Because I'll tell you what, and I know, that, I know that last one, when they pounded USC, one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life. I was there. I was in the stadium. I was rocking on the 35-yard line. I gave James Street a fucking high five. Gee, do you remember? That is beautiful. And oh. I love you for that. That's beautiful. Do you remember when touchdown Tommy Frazier just ran amok over the Gators? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, Murphy was at that one. Uh, that a baby. That's what we right. do. We call it football. I mean, that's – come on. Come on. You okay. know, you're a real fan. A real fan. You think, oh, I'm a Niner fan or oh, I'm a whatever. And then they fall to college. But guess what? You're not a fan. No. Get out of my face. I was at I was at the uh, I was at the Michigan Rose Bowl game and I was at the Alabama Rose Bowl game when they when they uh, they went after Colt McCoy and hurt him on purpose and we would have won a national championship then uh, too. <laughs> the editorial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and, uh, the first the, the first college football game I ever went to, I promise you, Joe, I, and I still have the program. It was January first. Which one? January first, nineteen seventy eight. It was the Texas Longhorns, who were number three in the nation, taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Little quarterback by the name of Joe Montana. Bum bum. Um. Bum, bum. Longhorns had a 20-point lead going into halftime. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. 
By the way, the number one and two schools lost that day, so all Texas had to do was win, and they won a national championship. My first college football game ever in attendance, and I could see a national championship. How old were you, kid? I'm gonna say you. I'm gonna say was it was 78. Yeah. I'm gonna say you're. Uh, damn it. I'm gonna say you're uh, 13. Six. I was six. Six. I was six. six. It was the coldest day of my entire life. It was the first time I ever wore multiple pair of socks. And wow. and Joe Montana let a comeback beyond all comebacks and beat my mm. beloved Texas Longhorns that day. Costing wow. me a national championship. <laughs> you take somebody like Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've hated him ever yeah. since. Because what happened then? He went to the pros and he threw the fucking catch against two. That's right. My Dallas Cowboys. Joe Montana is out after me. Dwight Clark. I remember. I know. Mm. Joe Montana is like, yeah, he is Mr. Clutch. Man, that's crazy. You know what? That is a treasured memory to see oh, yeah. Joe Montana lead a, a comeback against, you know, the Texas Longhorns, I mean, in a huge game. I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it was you awesome. Have Do you have the ticket? I don't have the ticket. I have the program. Back then, we didn't hold on to tickets. Uh, my uncle played at Texas, so I got to go to a lot of cool games. I got to go to the Cotton Bowl game. It was Bear Bryant's last bowl game, and Raul Allegre was the kicker for the Longhorns. And he kicked the game-winning field goal, and it was the only time I've ever run on a football stadium because my uncle said we could. We jumped over the side, and I wanted to get an end zone marker. I wanted one of the orange cones. But security wouldn't let me, so I ran up to Raul Allegra. Hand to God, because I have it hanging on my wall right now. I asked him for his towel. They had these white cannon towels, and it had Texas hook'em horns on there. And he handed me his towel, and I still have it to this day. You, ladies and gentlemen, you have the towel of Raul Allegra. Mm-hmm. Who went on to kick about, for the New York football giants, by the way. What about, maybe you should get the towel of Carlos Huerta. <laughs> I actually got to play golf one time with uh, Efren Herrera. Oh, Efren Herrera. Was he the Dolphins kicker? No, he was a cowboy kicker. Oh, cowboy, yeah, yeah, Efren Herrera. You know, that's the thing. Uh, what's crazy is, you know, that used to be like the only Hispanic name on the team. Yeah. Now, no, they're everywhere. They're, Tony Gonzalez is like, mm-hmm. well, he's the best tight end ever. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you think that? Yeah. Not I mean, it's, 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 they're embracing our football more. They love it. They love it. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Hispanic people, the Latino people, they mm-hmm. love American football. I think of all the people like, the, you know, the Brits are over going, I can't quite figure this out. Oh, no. I, I, I don't have a, I really don't have a problem except with the crime in Mexico City game. You know, uh, that one's at least that one's not too crazy except for the altitude. But the, going to Germany and playing there and shit, that's just stupid. The NFL has that's no. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's cool to go do it or whatever, but it's, you know, play, get global. But uh, the, the, the fans, the Latino, the Hispanic popular, they are really embracing, especially yeah. because of the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. You know, they love American football mm. more than. We love. What happened to Mexico yesterday? I have no idea. Did they lose? I don't know. I hope I, not. I, 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 I don't want seventy thousand Mexican in Cater. Wow! Holy shit! Stay. Swear, yeah. Their borders crazy. are wide open. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's a real stat. I, I heard the um, other day. Uh, 70, uh, hey, hey, we gotta get back yeah. to picking games here. 
All right, let's do it, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, the six and five Baylor Bears are on the road against my beloved Longhorns, who are an eight and a half point favorite. Oh, man. I got. I'll, I'll go with your boys. Your boys roll. This is at that. This is at Royal Stadium. Yeah. With they roll, they win by two touchdowns. Boom. Yeah, they win this game easily, and we have to hope and pray Kansas rebounds from that ass whooping we put on them last week. But we'll get to that. That was unbelievable. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh oh, you got a big game. You got a big game, my friend. Is this on Friday? See, see, this is what I used to love. I used to love the Nebraska-Oklahoma game the day after Thanksgiving. That was my favorite game to watch next to Texas-Texas A&M. But now we've got the 3-8 and Cornhuskers on the road against the 7-4 and Iowa Cornfuckers. That's right, buddy. The Iowa go right across the Missouri River. There you go. Gorgeous. Gorgeous river. Beautiful river. Yeah. That's when I discovered a freeway. Why, why they call it a freeway? Because I took a, I went to Chicago. I came back. And it was a tollway. And I'm like, in the middle of nowhere, there's no river. There's nothing to cross. We just have to stop and pay. Oh, okay. That's why they call it a freeway. Get on the freeway. <laughs> stay off the tollway. I, I couldn't believe. In the middle of a cornfield, I got to stop and pay. I love, you know, I got to go. This is going to be the big upset of the year. The Cornhuskers win this thing. I That's like the Lincoln, Huskers. Is it not? Huh? Is that in Lincoln? No, no, it's in Iowa. Bah. Iowa City, Iowa. You'll be waving to all them sick kids in the hospital. Because that's what they do there, right? Isn't that where they wave to the kids in the hospital? Yes, they do. Coach Hayden Fox. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> Hayden Fox. <laughs> Hayden Brightweight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Iowa, you know, this, this – this would be so huge if Nebraska could be in this game. It's just so gigantic going to Iowa because they do. They hate Iowa and Nebraska hate each other. It's not as big a rivalry as uh, Nebraska Oklahoma. Which, by the way, on Thanksgiving Day there is a Nebraska Oklahoma game. No, not of what? Let's let's go to the tarp. I mean, let's go to the hoops. Let's go to the oh, court. Oh, nice, nice. Do you see yeah. my Longhorns whip Gonzaga's ass last week? I know. I saw that. I was. I tried to give you some props yeah, for that. Yeah, that was uh, lovely. Yeah, that that that's and uh, boy, what else did Texas do that? Uh, yeah, well, not much. They what haven't done much. Do? The Gatlin what, what we do All changes right. the world. <laughs> What's it. our next one, buddy? Next game up. Here we go. We got. I, I, look, I, Georgia Tech has no shot at beating Georgia, so I'm not going to talk about that. Let's talk about South Carolina, who shocked the world last week by beating Tennessee and beating their ass. South Carolina uh, no. is on the road in Clemson, South Carolina, to take on Clemson. Clemson's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, man. I Two touchdown favorite, Clemson, really? Yeah. Yeah, two and a half. Gamecocks. Because any yeah. team that can still have the word cock in their name. God bless them. God bless them. God bless those motherfuckers. Uh, all right, here we go. A big rivalry game that you mentioned earlier because I'm saving the big games for last here. Nobody will care about LSU, Texas A&M. Jimbo Fire might get fired. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the two and nine Wolfpack. Are on the road against the four and seven running Rebs from Vegas. Vegas is a 12 and a half point favorite. Who has the cannon right now? The Fremont cannon right now is in the possession. I believe it's in the possession of the Nevada Wolfpack. Okay. 
Do they retain I, it? I had a paper right here in front of me. I had a bunch of stuff on it. My staff is slacking. Um, but I think the Fremont Cannon is in uh, is up here up north. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Does it stay up north? It, um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Especially if we go down there to. Uh, yeah, it's not. I wonder if they're gonna probably play that at Allegiant uh, Field. They will. Yeah, that's not. It's gonna be. Uh, Vegas will finally have like thirteen people show up for the UNLV <laughs> game, and that'll be a huge home field advantage for them. So, like you know, and then I mean, <laughs> yeah. I went. Back, I went. I was at the Silver Bowl game where Chris Alt uh, went and played Jeff Horton. I went down there for that game. That was cold day in Vegas, too. God damn, that was a bad day. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. T- tomorrow, I told you. Let's see. Today is that. Uh, no, wait. Uh, Friday, Bishop Gorman, the yes. eighth-ranked uh, high school team in the nation, will take on Bishop Minogue from Reno for the Nevada State Championship. I predict seventy to ten. Didn't we talk about? Yeah, this? we we did talk about yeah. this last week. Yeah. So they gave him two weeks off. That's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. All right, next college game we got. We've got the Iron Bowl. We've only got one more game after this. The Iron Bowl, the five and six Auburn Tigers taking on the number seven ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, who are nine and two. Alabama, a 22 point favorite. Now, the Iron Bowl, don't they play this in like Birmingham? Um, No, this is a home and home game. Uh, this is going to be at in Tuscaloosa at Brian Denny. This is going to be at Alabama. Wow. All right. Uh, the, the Alabama should just, I mean, yeah, I, I see Alabama winning that game by uh, 20, 21, something like that. Alabama, yeah, you, you know what? Alabama is going to take out all their frustrations this year has had. They're going to take them out on Auburn this weekend. This is going to be ugly. Uh, that, that's all I have to say. It, it might get, I remember, it's probably like senior week there, too. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, possibly. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Boy, I, I, maybe a 28-point uh, winner. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Throw another touchdown on there. You might be on to something there. And the most important college mm. football game of the season, if you will, resides in the Big Ten. It'll be happening at the, the, big, the Horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. When the number three ranked Michigan Wolverines take on the number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, both teams are eleven and zero. Ohio State is a seven and a half point favorite. I know it's that hook, but you know what? I think this is where we, this is the week you get to see all of those crazy faces Jim Harbaugh can make. <laughs> you know how he makes those? Just he just he gets so pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Ohio State throttles them. I really do. And so I think it's a bad, bad. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, you think. Say this, oh, yeah, right. It, oh, it's in the horseshoe? Yeah, it's, it's at over. the horseshoe. Yeah. yeah. It's all over. Um, I don't know. Is, is Michigan's running back playing? Didn't he get hurt last week? If he doesn't play, Michigan doesn't stand a chance. If he plays, I think this is a slobber knocker. I, I think I, I think it's a it's a knockdown drag out, and I you know what? I'm gonna pick the Wolverines. I'm taking I, I'm taking Michigan this week. Oh, I'm gonna take Michigan. Wow. I, I'm gonna take I, I, I for all you betters out there. 
try to get that uh, that hook off. Well, if you know, if, you, if you're taking Michigan, you want the seven and a half. And, but if you're Ohio State, you only want to lay the seven, um, and you never pay to take it off. You have to pay a dime. You have to lay a dollar twenty to win a dollar. If you can, but you can get rid of that half point. That's for the betters out there. But oh man, that you, you, that I hope it's a great game. I really do hope it's a great game. But I I've just I've never been uh, any of both of the Harbaugh brothers. They can rot in hell. All okay. All right. We left off a game. Somebody asked us about this game. Did you do Notre Dame at USC? Number fifteen, Notre Dame at SC. Uh, Notre Dame's eight and three. SC is ten and one. SC is a five and a half point favorite. We're going to the Coliseum. Yes. Boy, five and a half point favorite. Well, you know what? Is uh, I gotta take the Irish. I gotta take that the Irish USC's favorite. I'm going to take the points in this game. I think maybe it'll hopefully it'll come down to like a field goal. So yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Fighting Irish. Um, I've 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 never really put all this together. I've never been a big fan of USC. Um, mm-hmm. I've always I, I always say you can't spell the word suck without USC. And That's now absolutely correct. And now that they've gotten a coach from Oklahoma, and you know you can't spell cocksucker without OU. Um. They have a coach from Oklahoma that's leading them. I truly despise USC and everything about them. So go Irish. Go Irish yeah, in this no, game. Yeah, you know what? You know, I uh, I was on spring break, and I was visiting. I, I went to the USC campus, of course, right in the middle of a beautiful stretch of town. And oh, gorgeous. It's called Compton. It's called Inglewood, Compton. Yeah. Um, beautiful places. Beautiful people. Gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, so I'm driving my brother's, I borrow my brother's Alfa Romeo. He has a brand new Alfa Romeo. He's at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Hey, Polsky, going to brum the, you said the, take it. I get out of the car after visiting my buddy and I leave the door of his Alfa Romeo open nice as job. I go around to the trunk and some dude just clips it. Oh, God, yeah. Joe. Oh, and then I fish tail up an on-ramp and smack out a, a tail light. Hey, thanks, bro, for the use of the car, buddy. Man, yeah, I bet you he never let you borrow a car again. No, he's actually excommunicated <laughs> from the family. But, but yeah, dude, it was crazy. And I never got any insurance of it. Oh, I'm so pissed. After we turned my brother's out for a while. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Um, Joe, it's time to cross over to the world of professional football. And, uh, I have to tell you, your week last week was putrid, putrid, my friend. There's, there's bad. And then there is five and nine bad. Really? Really? I got a sound effect. Thanks, buddy. Now, now, now the other, that, that, and that with your record, your total for the season now is 71 wins and 65 losses. Way okay. over 50%. You're doing a great job, man. What, what percent am I at? I, I don't know, but I know it's over 50%. All right. All right. Now, I, on the other hand, last weekend uh, had what we would call a spectacular weekend at 11 and 3. <laughs> See, I got a sound effect too. I uh, know. Uh, hey, when's the next flight? Does anybody have a smoker so he can blow it up his ass? 
Um, taking my record on the season now to 77 wins, 59 losses. I have taken a six-game lead mm. in our football picking this season. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you one. I'm going to get you. I'm just going to tell you one thing. <laughs> Larry Bird in the three-point contest. That's right, bro. You wouldn't sign for the money ball. All right, money ball. Get that money I'll ball be, out. I'll be there, buddy. Damn it, I'm six games out. All right, I'll catch up. All right, here we go. <laughs> Starting with the Thanksgiving games, our first one. Uh, it'll be 9.30 on the West Coast, 11.30 my time. I will be just waking up because I don't have anything to do. Um, <laughs> the 7-3 and three Buffalo Bills are taking on the 4-6 and six Detroit Lions. This is, this could be a Thanksgiving spoiler. This could be a Thanksgiving spoiler. You know, I mean, I... I, you know, I just watched a documentary on Kiss. Today. Okay. And? Oh, they're from Detroit. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, actually, they're from New York. Thank you, Chris Payne. Yeah, yeah. So, I like the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions, buddy. You know what? Wow. I don't care. I'm going to get baldy. I don't care anymore. I'm on, I mean, I just, you know what? You I'm, know, a, I'm, a, I'm a gambler. Look, it's not a bad pick. I was going to say this. I'm taking the Bills. And the over. The over-under is 54 and a half. These two teams could put up 200 points almost, I bet. But uh, They I, could. They could. I, 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 I like the Bills in this game. All right, the next one at 3.30. By the way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Bills are probably, what, what two touchdown favorites, did you say? Um, nine and a half point favorite. Mm. All right. I'm taking the Lions. Okay. All right. Um, 3.30 game, or the, the next game on Fox. These are all a part of the John Madden games. They've, they've named the games after John Madden now. Um, the New York football giants, the 7-3 and three Giants, are traveling to AT&T Stadium in Arlington to take on the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys, who are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, I think the Giants give them a ball game, uh, but uh, the Cowboys win this in a squeaker. Okay. Um uh, last week, I just would like to point out that last week we put 40 up on Minnesota, and they only scored three. I just want to put that up. If that, if that team shows up, if that team keeps showing up, uh, you can fit me for a Super Bowl ring. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just I'd saying. Have, I'd rather have Dak Shepard as my quarterback, okay? <laughs> uh, all right. Our third game on uh, Thanksgiving. We have the 6-4 and four New England Patriots on the road going to take on the Minnesota Vikings, who are 8-2, and 4-1 and one at home. Minnesota, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Well, I don't know. You know what? I, I got to go with the home team in that one. I got to go. Uh, plus, I did watch an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother okay. with one of them from Canada. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, actually, it was from Minnesota, right near yeah. Canada. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, that would make more, don't you know? <laughs> so I'll take, I'm going to take the Vikings in that one. Uh, I, too, am taking the Vikings. I think they bounce back, and now Kirk Cousins can dance with his chains on again, and we can all be happy. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, Kyler Murray out this week. Also, uh, Sam Darnold starting for Baker Mayfield. But go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, how about the five and five? Boy, this is a disappointing game. Five and five Buccaneers 
on the road Sunday at the three and seven Browns. And Tampa Bay's only a three and a half point favorite. Cleveland wins this ball game. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I don't doubt you on that. I'm still going to take Tampa, and if they lose this game, that's the end of Tom Brady. You, yeah. you heard it here first. If if, yeah. ta- if Tampa Bay loses this game, that's it. He's done. Five and six, they'll be after that game if they lose. Playoffs kind of distant. We'll if, if Tom Brady, if the Buccaneers have a losing record this year, does Tom Brady, does he, did he just, excuse my French, I'm on up. Did he what? I ran this last year instead of going out in the blaze of glory. I think so. I, I, I yeah. think so. I think especially after the divorce, all that, and to, to watch him limp out of the game, we didn't want to see that. We didn't want to see him limp out of the game. And he's not really limping it, but he's not doing anything. He's fucking worthless. So, yeah, nothing's yeah. happening with him. It's, it's like him and Aaron Rodgers. Or, you know, they probably should just go to that drive-through wedding chapel in Vegas. <laughs> get married. That's another guy who's limping out of the league who's that's, fucking That's shitting. what I'm saying. I mean, he's Those shitting all over his... Get married. One of them, you know who's going to be on bottom? That's going to be Buck and Aaron because mm-hmm. his little man bun. Now that Brady's split from the whore, he'll play so well that the Bucks win another title. I think that would be hilarious. That would be. If he went out yeah. and starts fucking, like, banging fucking, you know, chicks like Leonardo DiCaprio does... And he starts winning again. That'd be awesome. Please, Leonardo DiCaprio has no game. Okay, buddy. Compared to Tom Brady, no. Uh, <laughs> really? Dude, I don't know. I bet you, chick. Man, that's a. We should take a vote. DiCaprio or Tom Brady? I'm gonna tell you right now. Leonardo is gonna give him a run for his money. No on. way. Digging him. No way. I'm just gonna tell you right now, Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady's that tough at all. I think Tom Brady could whoop Leonardo DiCaprio's ass because I know he ain't tough. Well, I, I, And I'm just going to say this right now. Chicks like the athletic body, not the dad bod. Don't buy this bullshit. It's like the old lie that women have told. Oh, I just want to find a guy who's funny. Hell, my fucking dick should have fell off early in my life then because I was the funniest fucking guy in every goddamn room. You know, how sad to see you give up on love. Oh, I haven't given Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Do you know? <laughs> I, I I won't go into the okay. length of my penis. That's it. We'll, get, we'll do that on another show. Good. Uh, next game we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 6-4, and four, are taking on the 7-3 and three Tennessee Titans. Wow. Well, we already know what you got in this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to pick uh, But Cincinnati. I cannot root. I got to take Tennessee in this. All AFC North teams need to be dismantled. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I, the, well, wait, wait. Which one do you want dismantled first? That or the NFC South? Yeah, the NFC South. Wow. What is, what is, you know, hey, do you want Jacksonville Jaguar tickets? No, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, my God, I'd rather go to the UNLV UNR game. Um, how about, uh, let's see, uh, I'm taking Cincinnati. You've got uh, Tennessee. How about the Houston Texans, the 1-8 and eight Texans on the road against the 7-3 and three Dolphins? Mm. 
I'm sorry. The Dolphins are probably laying like what? Uh, 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 12. 13. Good call. Yeah, they got to be late. I was going to say probably a little under two touchdowns. Dang it. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins will all this. Come yeah. on. We're not stupid. By the way, uh, I believe it is next week for the Browns that Deshaun Watson comes back. I believe that that'll is be next great week. because yeah. there's several massage parlors that open up in the area. <laughs> oh boy, in the game that oh, I there's a lot of turmoil going on up in the uh, uh, the in New York right now. The the three and eight Chicago Bears are going to be on the road against the six and four. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Their quarterback did not blame himself, even though he only threw for about 77 yards last week in the Jets' loss. Didn't Justin Tucker kick a longer field goal than 77 yards? Yes, um, yeah, he did. On, on, I saw it on tape. He kicked an 84-yard field goal. I saw that, too. That was That's awesome. crazy. Yeah, I, he, he was on a tee, though. You know, yeah, you know oh, he was on a tee, yeah. still. That's a banger, bro. Yeah, and, uh, and where yeah, did he go crazy. to school? Where did he go to school? Who? Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker? I believe he was at that, that obnoxious school that gave us both of the Bush sisters. Yes, spots. yes, indeed. Okay. The greatest kicker in NFL history is a Longhorn. Just I know, that. yeah, I know. Guess who's the Dallas Cowboys uh, kicker where he played? I, I believe even, if I'm thinking of the right guy. I don't even know who our kicker is. We probably believe he's a Cornhusker, buddy. Oh, there you go. You got to love that. Yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. So, Bears-Jets. Jets are a four-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite. You know what? The Jets are four-and-a-half-point favorite. Be- yeah. You know what? Because I would love to have sexual relations with that Leah Ramini for some reason. Okay. And she was the king of queens. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, I, too, am uh, going with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 just to ruin Chris Payne's day a little bit more. Oh, nothing, you know, there's nothing better than to just bring grief to that kid. Yeah. Oh, I enjoy it. Uh, the five and six Falcons are going to go on the road to the Washington Commandos. The Commandos are a four and a half point favorite at home. Well, I think that's too many points, but I think I think Commandos... Uh, I think they get it done. I think they get it done. Uh, you're taking the Commandos. I'm going to take the Falcons. I hate the Commandos. I just I hate, hate them. I Falcons, yeah. I don't blame you. I don't like the Falcons either, but um, oof, the 3-7 and seven Broncos and the 3-8 and eight Panthers, people are going to be subjected to watching that. Is this game in Charlotte? Uh, yes, it is, and no one will be there. Holy shit. Tickets are as low as $28. I can see why. <laughs> no. I'd rather go to a strip club in Turlock, okay? So. <laughs> uh, on, <laughs> on a Tuesday. On, on, yeah, on, on, a Tuesday on, on C-Section afternoon. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, at the buffet. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I I don't I hate road teams. The one time road teams win is in the NFL. Yeah, I'm taking the road. I'm taking the road team in this one. I don't know. They're going to show up to Carolina and okay. take care of business. I, I, I'm going to take the. Uh, I'll take the pan- the the Panthers because well they just suck. Another shit game. Well, not really shit. Oh, because- and that, and that's right. Uh, Sam Darnold is starting for the Panthers. Like okay, good, good. That'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> a strip club in Turlock. I'm dead. Hot Mama just said. Uh, how about the seven and three <laughs> Ravens? <laughs> Just don't do the shrimp, okay? <laughs> it's fine. You'll be fine. Uh, the the seven and three Ravens are on the road against the three and seven Jags. Ravens in Jacksonville. Now, is Jacksonville on the east side of Florida or the west side of Florida? On the northeast side. Oh, northeast. It's, yeah. Because yeah. you know Miami's a lot different than the Panhandle. The Panhandle is where the guys will actually get you know, catch. Chickens, Ryan, and then they go to Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 when they when they chase women or whatever, get chased, mm-hmm. whatever, then they go to uh, uh, Miami. They're a hurricane. Right, and, um, and when they just murder people, they go to the University of Florida. Yeah, the University. They just, yeah, I heard Florida's not that really good, but nice of a place. Like it's like the crap of the South. Yeah, it, it, I don't. I don't recommend it. Yeah, you I've can heard pick that. up Florida's. So, Jacksonville, come on. The cheapest guy in the NFL, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Tony Khan Sr.? Yes. He's, yeah. I think he's Mormon. No, um, no, I don't think he's quite Mormon. Oh, he's not a Mormon? No, oh, no. Okay, then he's got to be. <laughs> well, then <laughs> I know. He's obviously, yeah, I know what he, he's, he I believe he's a Muslim. Yes, I believe you're correct. Thank you. I'd like to take the bonus round now. <laughs> Do you know that his son runs AEW Wrestling? Which wrestling? AEW. The one that's on uh, Turner now on uh, Wednesday nights. Now, where would you rank that as in record? That's something I'm not in, in the, the know about. Where would that rank in terms of big time? You know, big time. Oh, it's a, it's the second biggest uh, organization now. They're doing a good job. They're, they they yeah. they've got a great champ. I think he's a future of wrestling. Is they they just don't have the uh, size and strength of the WWE. Well, ever since they got rid of Mickey Rourke, I'm done. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, we got to <laughs> yeah. pick these and games. I love that. You make a ton of money in that. I I know a lot of people that love that. They love it. So I, I get a kick out of when you go to the conventions and stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. So yeah. who you got in this game, the Jags or the Ravens? You know, I can't go. I, I got to say the Jags because okay. the Ravens. I, you know, I, I, I cannot stand the Ravens. It's it not as well named as the Edgar Allan Poe's or something. I mean, cause they're just boring. Well, I don't they, like them. <laughs> you don't they're like them? With the, in the same conference division as the Steelers. So, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the – I am picking Mrs. Silicon. Uh, how about the five and five Chargers taking on the four and seven uh, Cardinals? Kyler Murray won't be playing. Not sure who the backup is. Uh, Colt McCoy. <laughs> oh no, not another Longhorn. Do they still run that freaking beast across the field? And that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. No, no, Colorado runs the beast. Bevo just walks out. Bevo ain't got no reason to run. Yeah, Bevo ain't got no reason to run. He knows he's the baddest fucking mascot in the world. He's like, fucking A, they'll play the game around me. I know. But the Buffalo, right, the Buffalo just about take that, like, you know, that's just, they have to have, like, uh, uh, liability insurance, Mm -hmm. you know, on that thing. Um, So, review that game with me again. Chargers, Cardinals, uh, Chargers on the road. Chargers are four and a half point favorite. Chargers, Char- Chargers take a uh, 
but a two-hour bus ride. Yeah, probably. No, it's like over there to uh, Arizona, actually in Glendale, Arizona. And gosh darn it, that's a tough one, Ari. I really don't. I mean, Kyler Murray's. A, I've always said I'm a. I am a Kyler Murray fan. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's I think not he, playing. You know, he 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 runs around. He makes things happen. I think he's like a. But he's not know, playing, Joe. What's that? He's not playing though. I know that. Damn it. Who is this guy? Does he know I do a show? <laughs> I got to move this along, Joe. Okay. All right. I know we got to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'll okay. take the Cardinals at home. All right. I'm taking the uh, the Chargers. Uh, next one. Uh, the three and seven Las Vegas Raiders are going up to Seattle to take on the six and four Seahawks. Is this Pete Carroll's last season to chew gum up there? Oh my God! Breathe. I mean, could you could you imagine underneath the table where he eats breakfast every oh, morning? Christ wow, Almighty! Look at that I hate Pete Carroll. Yeah, I'm taking whoever. Come on, Raiders, go Raiders! Yeah, I I, I got to have the Raiders on that one. I think they're going to start picking up some close wins like they did last week, and, and yeah. turn a little bit. They're they're not going to the playoffs. Sorry, Raider fans, you're not going to the playoffs. Playoffs are out of your no no. That's out of your depth. You're going to turn the season around, though, hopefully, and fuck yourselves in the draft picks. Uh, next game, here we go. The 3-7 and seven Los Angeles Rams are going to Kansas City to take on the 8-2 and two Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite? What? Look at it right now. Take the, what? If you're going to bet that game, take the points. That's crazy. What? Are the Rams really that bad? Because I know the Chiefs aren't that good. The Chiefs, you know what? The Chiefs, they can they can be beat. You know they they got the, they make mistakes. They can be beat, and they show that. And it's like you know, I mean, they can have the rent. You know what? When you got nothing to lose, you're like bucket. Let's do it. Oh this. yeah, you're a dangerous you know? team. But I don't think this is a really dangerous team at all. So I'm taking the Chiefs. I think in the other. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna take. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chiefs. The Chiefs are gonna probably win. You know what? I almost I want to take the Rams so bad, and if they win, I'll be so pissed. But I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, look, look. If I was betting on this, I'd be betting the Rams all day long. Fourteen and a half points is stupid. Yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. Next one up. We got the four and seven Saints taking on the six and four Forty Niners. San Francisco's a nine and a half point favorite. Wrangler Stadium. Yeah, yeah, pretty much Wrangler, Wrangler Stadium. <laughs> DoorDash Stadium. Vidal Sassu or Ula La, I don't know those fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, lucky. I'm up on that to get lucky. Okay. Um, I got to take the Niners. Niners probably laying, let's see, the Niners probably laying like six points. Nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Niners. I like the Niners. I think the Niners. It's going to be the second half of the season. These are teams that are going to show who you know who yep. who's got the balls. Who's going to be around? Agreed. Niners, I think, are going to are going to uh, hang in. I think the Niners will be contenders actually, and so uh, and maybe a chance at the Super Bowl. I like the Niners. By the way, uh, after this weekend's games, we're going to find out where ODB goes or Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ, I don't know his fucking name. Uh, yeah, they already. Yeah, I think he's playing for the uh, Hell's Angels. Okay, I mean, he's going to hell. That kid. That's where he's signing next. Yeah, I. Well, it's either going to be the Cowboys or the Niners. So we'll we'll see where the kid goes. Isn't that crazy? That's like a Deion Sanders thing. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, the Sunday night game. We've got the four and seven Packers on the road against the nine and one Eagles. Packers at the Eagles in Philly. Man, the Eagles are, you know what? I think the Eagles go the other way. I think they're going the other way. I'm taking, yeah. Are you really? You're you're taking the Eagles? I don't, you know, I think they're going to go the other way. I think they're going to be guys who start losing. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Is that what you think? Because, I mean, if if I were to listen to uh, Senator Fetterman on the Eagles, they would say, The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. All righty then. Whatever the fuck that meant. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take, you know what? I'm taking the Packers because I fucking hate the Eagles. You know, and I'm saying, you know, there's going to be teams that do, wow, these guys are 8-1, and one, and then next thing you know, they'll be 8-6, and six, you know, yeah. and stuff. But I think the Eagles, that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to, you know, not be so hot. I think the Raiders will start winning games. So, yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I'm not – I mean, I, I'm, I'm – God dang it. I don't know, buddy. I, I know I'm not taking the Eagles, so I think the Eagles okay. are going to lose this ball game. For so sure. you're going to take the Packers. I got it. I, I hate the man bun. I really do. I know. I, I wish he would stuck you. around with Danic Patrick, but whatever. I'll hey. take him. All right. Final game on Monday night. The three and seven Pittsburgh Steelers are on the road against the four and six Indianapolis Colts. I got to say that it's probably around. I mean, maybe the Colts are a field goal favorite. Uh, Colts two and a half point favorite. Nailed it. Okay, yeah, well, you know I gotta go. I, I, I hope we, uh, I hope we can have some dignity this year because there's only one thing you've got is your dignity. Indeed. Because you're trying to keep their dignity. I gave mine away a long time ago. No, no. She loved me a long time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers, Schwartz. I got to take the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers in this game because I just, look, Indianapolis is throwing everything against the wall and some of it's sticking. I don't think it's going to last too much longer. Uh, but there you go. There are your NFL picks for the week. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, um, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Let me just say this. I am very thankful that you are a part of this show. Uh, you know what? I, I am so thankful to look for to have you every week. It, it's something I really look forward to. I, you know, I know that sometimes I can drag this on. It's like a, sometimes it's like a Jerry Lewis telethon, and mm. I apologize. Uh, but it's it, you know what? It's great each and every week. So, Joe, have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. Thank you. You too. Hey, uh, health, happiness, and continued success, my friend. All right. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. Um, but now we're just waiting on Mikey to call, so it, it – as soon as Mikey calls, I, I don't know if I really want to go to a break here. I know what I could do. And if Mikey calls during this, we could always just hang up. I mean, but I haven't. Welcome to Butterball. To be connected to our Butterball Turkey Talk line, your call may be monitored or recorded to ensure quality customer service. Thank you for calling the Butterball Turkey Talk line. All turkey experts are assisting other callers. Your estimated wait time is about five minutes. Okay. For self-service options to frequently asked questions, press one we'll mute it or now. visit butterball.com. 
For information uh, let's on see. Um, adios, Joe. Happy more. Thanksgiving. If you would like to leave a callback number and keep your place in line, no. I don't want to do that. Remain on the line for the next available expert. Okay. I can wait for the next available expert. Maybe it's going to be Stan. Uh, let's see. Oh, did I tell the jokes today? Uh, it's the worst part about hooking up with an ex. You're only supposed to identify the body. That's pretty funny. Thank you, B. Coop. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Shocking it's moment. Whoa, this is... This is my jam. Thanks for holding for the next expert. This year, we're bringing the Butterball Cookie Talk Line to your Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. Just say, Alexa... Holy shit. The Germans lost to the Japanese. The Germans lost in soccer. Hmm. Oh, by the way, last night, the, uh, the Tales from the Territories, for all you wrestling fans out there, it was truly amazing. I... I, I I, I don't even know what to say. It was so awesome to see the, the highlights from world-class championship wrestling. Kevin Von Erich was there. David Manning was there. Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. They were talking about it. And the, the Von Erichs Freebirds. Greatest feud in all of wrestling. You cannot get better than that feud. And if you don't know it, I highly recommend looking back on it if you are a, a wrestling fan. Ogre says, I saw the one on Polynesian wrestling. Holy shit, they were violent. They were. The next available expert will be with you shortly. Oh, crap. Mikey's on the phone. What about cookie giblets? Um, hello, Mr. Mikey. What's up, Arnie? How I, are you? I'm good, buddy. How about you? I was in the middle of making a crank call to uh, Butterball, which I do each and every year. I, I make them all week long and piss them off. Uh, so no, no, no worries. I'll, I'll call them when we're done. But uh, what were you, what were you going to say? Ask Butterball. Are you going to fuck with them about, uh, turkeys oh, and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, the other day I had this guy named Stan and he, he sounded like a gritty old, like Korean war vet and he didn't want to <laughs> be there. And I asked him about putting a, a cheesecloth around the turkey. And I said, it doesn't say in the recipe, what kind of cheese to use. And he just stays like, I appreciate your humor, sir. And I'm like, no, no, Stan, it's real. So today That's I was going to ask about deep frying and like what batter I can use on it to deep fry a turkey to see what they'll tell me. That's hilarious. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mikey. Mikey and I, uh, we've known each other for a long, long time. He was nice enough to have me on his podcast and then reciprocating to be on mine. You have been a, you have been a valued target for this show for a long time. Do you realize that? I did not know that. Why is that? Well... It goes back to when I first started the show. I wanted to have you on early I, yeah. I, cause I, I, because I enjoyed our conversations, and I knew what kind of show you were doing at the time because you had just started that damn show. Okay. And I, I, know, I know what it takes to do a show like that. I know exactly yeah. what it takes to do a show like that, and sometimes, you know, you might need a place to vent on other things, and I was always going to let you vent, but you couldn't do it, and I understood, but you have been a high-value target, so... We're very excited to have you on today. Well, I'm happy to be on, man. I appreciate you coming on the the Mikey podcast. And honestly, Arnie, I've always I always appreciated our talks. I always enjoy 
the bullshit we would have like you know before you go on the air back in the old days and just hang out in my studio always enjoyed it it was a good time it, it really was and i mean the thing was it was like you and i we could change every we could have made radio spectacular if they would have put you and i in charge and listen to some of those meetings that company wouldn't even change their name and they would be dominating the world <laughs> that company man oh my god that company is um, just wild uh, I know that you, there's a lot you can't say. So if you can't say something, don't worry about it. Just say, hey, I okay. can't talk about that. No big deal. I'm not going to press you because I still want to be on your January 23rd show more than anything. That's the day. January 23rd on the Mikey podcast. That is the day where I will tell everything, everything that I can, you know, everything that I'm going to tell. Like, I'm not going to try to, I don't want to get sued or anything. By, no, you know, no, but you're going to tell the truth. You're talking shit, but yeah. I will tell the truth and in the truth, my truth from my point of view and my perspective. So, and, and you know what? I can't wait. And I really do hope that you still let me a part of that show. Cause I'm uh, looking forward the, to it. That's the plan. I plan on having you on and, and see if I can get a few other people on. Too. I think it's going to be great. Um, now I, I teased a story when we were on the, uh, the, your podcast. And, and, and I want to ask you about this now because I'll never forget this day. I had come in, it was like a Monday. I come in, and of course, I was dreading having to work with dog shit and jerk off. <laughs> yeah. And because mainly because jerk off was going through fucking just, he was trying to quit smoking weed because his wife was leaving him, his son hated oh, yeah. him, all this kind of shit, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and they were separated, and you came in, and you're like, dude, I got something to tell you, but you can't tell anybody. Now, let me let you in on a little secret, Mikey. I'm the worst person to tell that to because I'm probably going to. But for you, see, this is how much I, I appreciate our friendship. I never told anyone. Well, never. I appreciate that. Not until I got this show. <laughs> when I got this show, then I let it out there. But you came in and you said, dude, I made out with Emily. And, and that was her name. That's a horrible name because that's my ex-wife's name. So horrible That's right. That is name. your ex-wife's name. I forgot about that. Holy um, shit. But you made out with her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was like, did you fuck her? And you're like, no, no, no. We just made out. And I'm like, with tongue? And you're like, yeah, a little bit. And you, go, and you look at me and you go, you can't say anything. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is so good. It was, it, dude, let me, let's be honest, Emily. It was hot. So she was she was smoking hot back then. She I was. She's, her a, years, she's a good-looking you know, gal. I don't know how she, he ever got her. I always wondered that. But um, so, like, they were separated. And, and they were separated for a while. And at that time, I don't know if he was trying to, to get her back or what. But she oh, yeah. Oh, he was he them. was pan. Oh, he was so after her. He would talk about her every day. And it was like, oh, my God, how can I keep this in? I wanted to look at him when he pissed me off and be like, hey, at least Mikey didn't make out with my ex-wife. Oh, my but God. But I never said it. Hilarious. I never said it. So so what happened? You just went out with her? and, and Yeah, because, you know, we, we, we were friends anyway, and, you know, we were both single or whatever. So we just went out. We went and had margaritas somewhere, some Mexican place. And, and um, you know, we just talked about how we both kind of had, like, a crush on each other for a while. And, and then and then one thing led to another. It was basically we had one date. And then we went into, I think it was, I think it was in her car, actually. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're just talking and hanging out and, you know, started making out. But that was pretty much the extent of it. It went on for oh. a little bit, but mm -hmm. we never went out again and nothing ever came of that. And eventually he ended up finding out. Oh, did he? Damn. Yeah. So, what, what did, <laughs> so, did, now, did, did he ever confront you on it? Uh, through text messages. 
So, and I think a phone call, maybe. Like, so, like, whoa, after, whoa. after those manly. guys left. How fucking manly. I know. Listen, after those guys left the, the station, and there was a lot of shit talking going on. And I was talking shit on the air, and they were talking shit about 98 Rock and all these other things. And I don't know if, if I said something on the air or however it got back to him, but he he asked me about it. And I just, I mean, I was like, yeah, you know, that happened. And he was like, oh, I thought we were friends. I'm like, well, you guys were separated. And, you know, I thought we were friends too, but you turned your back on me. You turned your back on this radio station, all this other shit. We never mm -hmm. talked. We haven't talked since then. No, you're not missing out on anything. I mean, they're, they're not really intellectuals. They're not no, going I to know. help your life. I've turned their show on a couple of times. Why? And it's like, and I, I, Good I God. To, just to hear what they're doing and it's just it's not good man you know it's just it doesn't even sound like like when you listen to a show like what that damn show used to be for like it was just us kind of bullshitting and talking and having a good time and not, i mean there was you know there was some prep and things and news and whatever but it was mostly just us kind of bullshitting and when i turn on that show or even a lot of other radio shows it just feels so forced and fake oh. and prepped and written and uh, it's just not good no and 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 you know uh, a lot of people are writing in uh hey mikey sucks about that damn show getting canceled that's douglas i don't have any reason to listen to that station now good thank you good um let's see um mikey i believe you were the one that created the intros and outros for the ass show and if uh co correct props to you that shit is badass well i still play all your shit I mean, thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate God, that. Oh, I can do more now. I mean, whatever you want more, well, I can make more. <laughs> I'll let you know because there's a couple of things that I want to do because there's a couple new segments that I'm going to do because I'm really going to turn it up now. I'm, right, I, I, I'm tired of holding back and I don't really hold back, but I, I look at this as I'm uncancelable here. I can say what I want about the trans community and not get upset. Yeah, or, or, or they're going to get upset about it, but I, I could give two shits. <laughs> yeah. Because that's it, what's great of this, the freedom of podcasting. Oh, it, it really is. And uh, I know that you're doing it a lot more. And I know yeah. you got a lot of irons in the fire right now, and you probably can't talk about anything. Things going good, though, for you right now? Well, I mean, I could talk about a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, things are okay. Um, and as for a lot of irons in the fire, not really. Um, there is there's one company that I've had a couple conversations with, with, the show and well with, with stroke and I, I don't know where that's going to go and uh -huh. if anything it's, we're not gonna know anything until after the holidays probably anyway but out, outside of that like this week was the first week i really kind of got my resume out there and started applying for jobs like i haven't applied for shit i just kind of been focusing on getting the podcast to where i wanted it to be and, and really uh figure out how i kind of wanted to do a format on that and now i kind of have a layout for what uh -huh. i'm doing there and just doing stuff on that on one side and then trying to get a job on the other side. I, I don't know what's going to happen if, if I'm lucky and I know that this sucks. If I'm lucky, I can stay in Sacramento and be on the radio in Sacramento or on the radio in another market from Sacramento. I don't want to leave. I, I, I don't blame have family here. My daughter's here. I, I don't want to go. You like it there. You you've grown accustomed to the lifestyle and that's fantastic. And, 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 you know, I, I'm still like puzzled at that move with you. Like, like, like the way I look at people, like, and and this is the way radio used to be, and they're trying to make people into this correct in radio, where one person has like seventeen fucking jobs. Yeah, oh yeah, they've been doing that for a while. So it's like you know, I was doing the imaging and the writing, and then coming up with marketing plans, well, and, see, and then coming up, you know, doing the show. You're like King Griffey Jr. You were a five tool guy. 
You were, you were, look, look, no offense. I don't know anything about, I, I know Strokes, and I think Strokes is a great guy. I didn't know his proficiency when it came to imaging and stuff like that, but you were a five-tool guy. And yeah, he, to, he, he definitely did the imaging and stuff, and he knows that. He's never really a production guy. He has right. his skill set, and I have mine. And um, But, yeah, I did. I tried to do a lot. And I remember, grow, you know, starting off in radio, dude, and, and I'm sure you can vouch for this. Like, they, they tell you to learn everything, and that's oh, what yeah. I tried to do. I learned everything except for sales because I didn't give a fuck about sales. Me too. Me too. No, I it. hated so it. I, I hated it. I, I wanted was... to be valuable. And, and isn't it funny how we were treated? We were the actual mm-hmm. talent. Yet they treat the sales team so much better, and that's at no matter what company you go to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't. I. I don't get it. It's like, I, I know that their job is hard. I would never take that away because selling air is not an easy thing. And then taking a personality, somebody you may not even really know that well, and then trying to sell them on a on a, a product, none of that is very easy. So I wouldn't take that away from them. But neither is what we do on a daily basis. Coming up with a show whatever it is that you do, however you write it, however mm-hmm. you plan it, however you do it, that is daily ba- daily work that is not something somebody can do, that just a regular person can go fucking do. Think about TV shows. They got a mm-hmm. hundred fucking writers, yep. and they write, they write a fucking series. There's 10 of them sitting there together writing a series, writing 10 episodes that get played throughout a fucking season. You come to a radio show, you have – Two, three guys sitting there coming up with ideas and creating a show every single fucking day yes. for 360, you know, 365 days a year, basically. Pretty much. That's a lot of that's a lot of work. Oh, it is. And 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 that's the thing. And that's why I fucking hate it. You and I talked on your podcast about this. That everybody thinks they can do a podcast. Because oh my god, I know. A podcast is nothing different than a radio show, except I can say fucking cunt. You that's know, it, I, really. Yeah. And and honestly, it does take some work, in, but it's not work to us. To me, work no, would be building a, a set of stairs. I wouldn't know what to fucking do, and I'd probably kill myself somehow. Yeah, this that's is, real work. I don't know how to do real work, which then, kind of puts me in a re- really bad predicament because I don't know how to fucking do anything else I but know, this. I know. I thought about that, and I was like, holy shit, I'm fucked. But I, I love doing what I do. I mean, it's it's so much fun. And we do get to touch people's lives. We get we get we to do. touch people's lives, and that's the best part. My The reason why, you remember that one time... Um, I remember, and I know on January, I'm going to ask you about a bunch of former employees, uh, but oh, we had wait. this we had this one general manager who looked like a talking penis, and his name was Lance. Yes, and, I know uh, Lance. I fucking hate Lance. Lance is a big cunt, but 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 we'll talk about his cum hole later, like when we can talk about things. Okay. And we had this meeting. We had this big building-wide meeting. We were all in a conference room, right? And he's like, well, I saw this on a TED Talk, and I want to get your why. I think that was the only smart thing he ever did. And we had to write our whys we're there. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I remember this. And it, it was easy. You and I had a huge conversation about this. And you and I, we were on the same wavelength. We're there to entertain people, inform people, make people not worry about their day. Yep. And you and I considered it, and we both agreed that, that when it came to Joe and Dog. Joe was there because he wanted to be famous. He did. He wanted to be famous more than anything else in the world. He wanted to be the next man cow Howard whatever. He did. You're right. I don't know how he did. You're you're absolutely right. And Dog wanted to be heard. That's it. it. Dog, it's because that's that short man. Yes. You know, they're they're angry and they have so many things to say and they're fucking contrarians and they just. 
murderer just barking at you and whatever. Like that's an, that's the short man syndrome that he he had, and he just wants to be heard. Just listen to me. I'm what I'm saying. I'm smart. I know what I'm saying. You don't know shit. No, no. And he he claimed to be some kind of realist expert, even though he lived in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, you right. know. I mean, he was a weird. You know, he kissed his son on the mouth on the way to school in like in freshman year in high school. In freshman year, yeah, like that. Like he look, fucking like Tom Brady him and shit. Yeah, he kissed him on the mouth. Like that's weird, man. Like that's, I don't give I a mean, fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You, you know, I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to say a joke earlier, and you were talking about going out with a jerk off's wife. I, I would have said I knew that you didn't get her pregnant because, well, you, you never fucked her, so she didn't get pregnant. So that's how I knew yeah, you never well, fucked her. The, I, I would say. Uh, I'm not going to judge anybody's uh, the way they are with their family, but that would, as if I was a freshman in school, I would be uncomfortable with that. Oh, I'm going to judge all fucking day long. I remember when he told me that <laughs> shit on the air. I was like, that's gross, man. My dad went <laughs> to kiss so me. I'd report him. Fuck, that's weird, man. Uh, Doug says, Why would how, he do that? how tall is dog shit? Dog shit is I literally, I would say, 5'4. Yeah, I would pro- probably that. Yeah, no more than that. There's no way. And he's, I'm not. If he's, if I'm not being an asshole five. either. He's five four. Yeah, he's little. He's now, a little guy. Now the scab fella, he was. He claimed to be five ten, but he was probably about five eight and a half. But he, he just always wears wore shoes heels to make him look taller. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and they both had the same. That's why they didn't get along with each other because they smelled each other's shit. You know what? You're probably right. And they both knew they were both two fucking douchebags that had to rely on somebody else for real talent. Well, I don't know. I don't know much about Scab, and I and I'm not going to say anything about him now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I will. Can I? This is so. This is what's weird for me and and him because, like, in all honesty, and my personal experience, like my actual physical experience with him in person, has was never bad ever right it was always it was always nice to me and i mean there was times where he held door for me and i held a door for him because you know we we this was back in the day when you guys were when that show was in that old building right and so i would see you guys and whatever and and it was fine it wasn't until like it wasn't until after he had left where they just kind of felt like some there was weird animosity with him and in the, in, in the company and so, and then, and it just because I was part of the company when I came back, I'd automatically just didn't like me or something. I don't know what it was, but at some point I will, I'll speak my truth on that. No, I can't. But wait. I don't, I don't know the guy to say anything really about him. I, I do know that there was animosity between the building and us. And that's why I tried to always go to the buildings because, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I was friends with a lot of people there. You guys are my family. I mean, this was our radio station. You know, I yeah. I, I love the morning show. Don't get me wrong; it was the morning show first. But if we didn't have a place to broadcast, then what the fuck? But exactly, um, they always thought they were they were bigger than the station, and and no show is bigger than the station, in my opinion. And they 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 bought into it, and and at the time, I I probably bought into it too because I wasn't the easiest to work. I was the easiest in that group to work with. Yeah, I would say so. I think that's what everybody said. Everybody thought so. And, uh, you know, I, I, I miss the, the aspects of being on the radio, but there's nothing more freeing than being on this show and being able to say what you want and not worry about it. Not worry about not necessarily cursing, but something you touched on earlier uh, in your podcast was 
things that you couldn't say because the company didn't want you to say them. Yeah, like there's a lot of political stuff and things that that I was told not to say or stop posting about. You know, talk about Gavin Newsom, and you know, and stop mm-hmm. posting memes about Gavin and calling him Gavin the goof or whatever the fuck because because the you know one of our bosses was friends with his wife and they went to the same fucking volleyball games or some shit like that. You know what? Though it, that shit pisses me off because. There's a huge portion of the audience, especially on the radio station that I was working at, that not only agreed with my yep. theories or views, but were way more further along than that. Like I was just <laughs> posting – I would post memes about Donald Trump. It doesn't fucking matter. I just post memes to have fun. But whoever's in office is the one that's going to get the shit under the stick for me So because that's just who how it is. If you don't like that, then I don't know what to tell you, but they're completely cutting off – an entire portion of the audience mm-hmm. by doing that. And so what I was like, I was like, well, I can, I can touch to, I can talk to that portion of the audience through a podcast and, and still have fun with them and have them here and, you know, give them fucking news, but in a satirical way. Sure. And as I started, I started to do that and the podcast got bigger. That's when, you know, management was like, dude, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. You can't post that. You can't, the corporate's watching you. I'm like, what the, why, why the fuck does it matter? I'm trying to touch the audience that you won't let me touch on the air. I know that sounds so fucking perverted and weird, but that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, but they wouldn't let me. And and I see, and that's so funny that you couldn't talk about the, the, the when we were in our heyday in the morning show, we had a lot of listeners. And I used to refer, you remember the guys that own the Kings, the Maloof brothers? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to refer to them on a daily basis as either the McStupid brothers or the McGoof brothers. And they <laughs> listened. They listened, and I was never, ever told to stop. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine Jim, Curtis, anybody coming up to me and saying, hey, you, you, you got to put a quash on that. I'd be like, fuck you. That happened to me in Seattle. It really? happened. It, oh, it happened. It, it, it's stupid in Seattle. I'll never forget. Uh, we were working, and I'm a big Texas Rangers baseball fan, and A-Rod had just left the Mariners to go to the Rangers. My boss, this fucking walking penis named Clark Ryan, I don't know what it is. I think he and Lance probably had, like, a, a cloning session together. <laughs> and uh, he comes into me. He goes, you can't be excited about this. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you, you, you can't be excited. But the people of Seattle have lost so much. They lost Randy Johnson. They lost Ken Griffey Jr. Now they're losing A-Rod. <laughs> and, and I sat there and I looked at him and I said, okay. So I didn't make a big deal about it. And we were doing this, you know, we were doing a meeting after the show and our office was right next to his. And somebody asked me a question as he walked by. I go, oh, I better not get excited about going out to lunch today. And he pulled me in, and we had a motherfucker back and forth. And I said, what happened if the University of Texas ever played University of Washington in a bowl game? Who could I root for? He goes, well, that'll <laughs> never happen. I go, it could. Who would I root for? Uh, you can go ahead and leave. I left. That year, the Holiday Bowl was Texas against Washington, but we were long gone. And I was like, that's you're hilarious. a fucking dick. You don't tell people. And that's what I hated the most about uh, working with dog shit and jerk off. It's something you touched on about your afternoon show. There was some prep that went into your show. Yeah. And I could hear it. I could yeah. hear the fact that your show was free. Your show went. You know, you guys were talented to extend conversations. Dog and Joe could talk in circles, and that's all they did. Yeah. 
And I like you guys always had good fucking like you know ideas for the weekends and 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 ideas you know lists and shit like that. I enjoyed your show. Thank you. I appreciate that. And we the thing we tried to do is like I mean, fuck man. There's so much radio people can listen to, and it's all the same stuff. And we know that we were doing a lot of the same shit that other people have done in the past, or even even given a story that the morning show may have talked about. But sure. we're giving our different perspective on that story. The thing that we did, like you said, we would prep. And there would be, you know, we would have our segments because, like I said, there's news or whatever. And we'd have, like, maybe 10 news stories. Sometimes we'd only get to two of them because sure. we'd just be talking. And the greatest thing about that show was that when it was in its – when it was the four of us, the greatest thing about that show is each one of us was fucking different and, br- and brought such a different yep. perspective to that, to that microphone and to the airwaves that we were able to touch or have some sort of impact or relate to – so many different people out there. So anybody listening can pick a character on that show yep. and be like, I fucking relate Boom. to Ian or I relate to Mikey or Lara or Stroke or whatever. That that was what was great about that. And that freedom without a program director saying, you guys have to talk about this. You have to go that way. They didn't They didn't do that shit. It was like, do your thing and, and just go. And that's all we would do is just go. And we didn't even know where the show was going to go sometimes. We had a rough idea. This is the plan. Here's a topic for us to talk about something that happened over the weekend. What happens next? Who the fuck knows? Let's roll the dice and see if people call. <laughs> and it see, fucking worked. Oh, it does. And see, that was the thing. That's what Jim brought me in to do the afternoon show because we needed to figure out what the characters were on the show. Yes. And the whole thing was is that Joe never wanted to be his character. Dog didn't want any part of it. But see, I had a tough role. I could do Dog's role better than Dog, but it was his show, so I can't be that character. I had right. to bleed between the two of them. And Joe thought he was a gay guy because he was the sensitive one on the show, and he always fought it. He wanted to be the hardcore partier, bro. And we're like, <laughs> you know, man, fucking yeah. A, just do your fucking job. And he wouldn't do it. And that's why, and, and honestly, I appreciated y'all's show because you did that. You guys knew your roles, and you did them, and you put out quality. And yeah. th- that's all I could ask for. That's all we want. That was it. And there was moments in time where we, you know, we would stray from our, our characters. And, I mean, I got to tell you, dude, when the pandemic hit, and this is something else I'll get into even on, on in, in the January 23rd episode. Uh, when the pandemic hit, you know, we, we, all, we all got lazy. And we, and I mean, but that's, that's, I'm saying that for, I think everybody in the world got fucking lazy because everybody was sent home with, to barely work at home. And we didn't know what was going to happen. People thought that everybody was going to die mm-hmm. for just a couple of months. So when we first, the pandemic started and they sent us home and, and the stuff that the company sent us home with, like it put us in this mindset of. I, I, I'm laziness and I'm not, I'm not talking about stroke or, you know, I mean, I'm, I can only speak for me. I can't speak for them, but I, if I was feeling it, then they had to have been too. And it was really hard to get back out of that. And I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that laziness continued up until the end of, of this show. And, and it was a part of the reason why the show started to go away because we, it, we tried so hard to have a quality show on the air for the first few months when we were in the pandemic, but the company made us feel like they didn't care. And right. so because of that, we started to not care. So maybe it wasn't laziness as much as it was starting to not care as much anymore because we didn't feel like we had somebody behind us to back us up at that moment. 
Well, and, and it, that was probably our own fault because we weren't communicating. I'm not saying they weren't backing us up because our boss at the time was was great. Vince Richards mm-hmm. was awesome. I, I love that man. And even though he hasn't talked to me since they let us go, he was a good programmer. Um, but so it was probably in our own minds that those things happened. And, and again, began to lead to the demise of the show, which again, I'll get into everything on the 23rd, which the company had stuff to do with and all that other mm-hmm. shit. But my point is that I think that we tended to, we as a show tended to stray a little bit from our own characters, but we would snap out of it. We would have a meeting the next day. Mikey, you kind of, you started to sound a little much more like an asshole than as when Ian was supposed to be the asshole there. And then right. Ian started being all super fucking sensitive and smart. That's not supposed to be the show. And then we right. just talk it out for a second and get right back in the role. And, and that's the way it should be. And, and those conversations, when they're warranted and they're needed and they're done, and then the people accept it, you can move on and have a good show. That's a conversation Absolutely. that we had each and every fucking day. From from noon when or whenever they got there, the well from one in that one time the old GM's office they turned into the think tank, which was gay. Yeah, um, yeah. We would be in there from one until the show started, and that's all we do. And it was so mind numbing. It was after I had written the show for these two fucking <laughs> bumbling idiots. Um, I wanted to ask you though, how tough was it to do a a, a team show during COVID? How hard was that? It was, it was luckily, luckily the, the four of us really can read each other really well. And uh, it was pretty hard. And, and, you know, the good, the the fact that we could read each other, it's, you know, seeing each other on a zoom and shit like that, not being together made that made it a little bit easier, but man, it was not, it was not easy to have that same chemistry. And I know people could hear it on the air because mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a delay. We were off a little bit. You know, we weren't really seeing each other face to face. You know, sometimes Ian would, you know, just be on in his fucking underwear or whatever, sure. which was funny and shit. But it just kind of it would throw things off a little bit. But uh, it wasn't easy. You know, we we bought a lot of our own equipment uh, and and did the best that we could with what we were given. We couldn't spend thousands of dollars to have a proper lines put in our house and all this other stuff to be able to broadcast on the air. And the company wasn't going to do that. No, no company was. So we did the best we could and we would meet up and we'd have our meetings. We'd, everything was on zoom and, and, and we would connect. The hardest thing I think was, was the engineering side of it because we're not engineers, but we had to engineer our own. Sure you know, at the house and we didn't know what we're doing. I mean, out of the show, I probably knew the most. So I would try to help them through the phone as much as I could, but none of us are engineers. And then the engineers also, not to take anything away from them or knock on them and any of them, this was all new to them. They didn't fucking know what's going on. Like shit, the whole world shut down. What are we supposed to do? We don't have enough equipment for everybody to do, you know, for these guys to do a four person show from home. They never thought about that shit. No, and nobody would, nobody would ever think about doing a four person show from home. I mean, Why you've would got, they think that? <laughs> well, you, you've got guys in the industry that have done it, like Kevin and Bean. You know, one guy's in L.A. and the other guy's in Seattle, but they've worked together forever. Yeah. So they're used to their playoffs, and I imagine they have signals and things of when they want to talk and all that kind of stuff. But we're talking yeah. about a show that's it, because nobody realizes how intense that room can get. I know. When, when, <laughs> when a conversation is going, and it's maybe a tad bit even on the heated side, there mm-hmm. is so much tension in that room that I used to, like, during the morning show, because we would get into some knockdown dragouts, I would have to walk around the entire building during commercial breaks just to kind of fucking unwind. 
It, oh, yeah. Oh, man. yeah. It, it, it's crazy. And that's needed to do that tension helps the show. It, it, it does. It, it, it's weird, but it helps. And when you're not in the same place, there's not that tension. And nope. it's not the same. It's weird because it's, it's, and, and you add to, you add to this comfort level, which is great. It's good to be comfortable on a microphone, but you're in your own house at this point. So now you're so comfortable. It's almost like you're just sitting on your couch where the conversation starts. You start to get lazy in your conversation too, sure. you know, like, or, or, or again, this is not caring so much, but it's just, you're so comfortable. You're almost too comfortable at well, that there's point. Too many it's distractions. not work anymore. <laughs> there's distractions everywhere. You've got your TV, exactly. you've got your kitchen, you've got everything there. And it's like, oh gosh, now I have to broadcast. Oh, that yep. sucks. Now, but it's different. But it's different now when I think about the podcast. And this must be a mindset thing too, because dude, I'm like, all right, I got to go do my fucking podcast. And mm-hmm. I just, it's Monday morning, and I'm like, all right, I got to go. I got to get my shit done. And I go in there, and I'm not distracted, and I do my thing. Or when I, and when I record for the the Freeloader Friday episodes, it's the same thing. So it had to be a mindset situation for me because at the radio station, totally different. But trying mm-hmm. to do a show from home, it's too. Too many distractions, but yeah. for podcast, I'm not distracted at all. No, I don't it, get it. it. It is weird because during the entire COVID thing, I didn't miss any days. I, I did a show every single day. You know, I'm at home. I'm talking about this, and I'm talking about how ridiculous I think it all is. And yeah. and, and look, you know, looking back, I, I I I consider this our generation's JFK to where we'll never know the truth behind this. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I, I mean I mean honestly. We're, we're never going to know. We're, we're never going to know that this was actually done to get somebody out of office, in my opinion. And and it worked. And the American people were duped. <laughs> right? and, and all all for a cold. All for a simple cold. Yeah. Unless a you were old. A, a bad cold for some people, but yeah. a cold nonetheless. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you were old or you had underlying, you know, uh, symptoms of something, you had, you know, it was bad. I, I admit that, but for everybody yeah. else, the survival rate was over 99.9%. So yep. I still to this day wonder why we locked down. And people, people, I don't know if people understand or think that this is like misinformation or shit, but, but you have a better chance of getting a, a, uh, a bad reaction from the vaccine mm-hmm. than you do from, from getting dying from COVID or even end up in the hospital from COVID. Oh. So, and there's this cold that's going around right now that people have been talking about this and that kids have been getting. This I got this cold. My kids had this cold. Everybody had this cold. Uh, this cold was worse than COVID. I had COVID, and when I had COVID, I, I, you know, I lost my sense of taste and smell for about a week. It was the weirdest fucking experience ever, but that was it. I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get very sick at all from it. But this cold that I recently had, I had for almost like three weeks. It was wow. so bad, and it's going around right now. And it's to me, the point of this is, is that the colds have been around forever. Yes. They just took one cold and made a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah. No matter what cold is out there, if you are if you are kind of sick or you're an elderly person or you're a baby or you have underlying health conditions, no matter what cold you get, there's a chance you could end up in the hospital or die. Oh, doesn't yeah. matter if it's COVID. doesn't matter what no. the fuck it is. No, it's it just doesn't. the way it is. It, 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 like I watched, I watched America for a year and a half just and I shook my head and I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, I, I'm sitting there just going, this this is, it's a cold. And I had some guy on Facebook, and then I challenged him to call the show, and he called the show, and I said, sir, it's a cold. Well, it, 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 he said something. I go, okay, let me let me get the definition of that word. I looked up the definition. The first definition was common cold, and I was like, fuck yeah. you, asshole. 
Um, it is. It, it truly amazed me to watch what happened. And I, I hope that we never have to do it again. The fucking masks thing. The fucking. Oh, God. I mean, the social distancing. Did you ever hear the, the where social distancing came from? Uh, enjoy no, this. maybe. What do, what, um, do you, what, what is it? Social distancing was actually a science fair project that didn't win the science fair. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's it's a, it, it surprised me. They, they use that as, oh, social distancing, six feet away. If it's an airborne fucking disease, there's nothing you can do. It can get in your fucking eyes, idiots. Yeah, it, it, God, people are so <laughs> stupid, man. And then the, in the, you, you mentioned the mask thing. It's like... From the beginning, people were saying the masks aren't going to do anything. Like, if, if this mm-hmm. virus can they can get through, the little masks that everybody's wearing, these little cloth masks, don't do shit. But mm-hmm. here we go. Everybody starts fucking wearing a mask and thinking that they're doing something. And, and, and taking and, it off and, and touching the mask and putting it back on later or throwing it on the ground. Like, you guys oh, are so stupid. It, well, it was so – all the germs that mask would pick up. And and oh then my God. the best part was only essential businesses. All you other workers are not essential. So churches, you have to shut down. Yes, that's right. We're squashing your First Amendment right. We're not going to allow you to go to church, dude. That was one thing. I'll tell you what. There was a couple churches here. I live in I live in Placer County, and uh, there was a couple churches here right around the Rockland and Roseville area that did not give a fuck and just we're not like we're not shutting down. There was one church that was giving people um, vaccine religious exemptions for their vaccines. And shit. All you had to do was come up to the church and get one. I was like, all right, I'll be there. See what happens. <laughs> Jesus, it, it it was it was fucking mayhem to watch this. And it now, was. It, like I said, we aren't going to get the truth. I hope they fucking, I, I hope that with the new house that they skewer fucking Fauci and they skewer fucking Hunter Biden. And we can well, start. I think they're going to. I think they're talking about doing the investigation. Finally, house flips. And then a week later, CBS comes out and fucking verifies <laughs> the laptop. Like, are you kidding me? It's been verified, you fucking morons. I been love that. For two years. I love that. That is my, that, like, when I did that story the other day that CBS verifies, wow, thank you. Thanks for coming to the party, pal. Yeah. I mean, that was, fucking, that was fucking awful. And I just sit back and I look at this and I'm like, when is the truth? This NBC story with, with, with the Pelosi's, yeah. this thing is the most delicious story in the world because NBC has suspended Miguel Anahar for bad reporting or whatever. Yet yeah. he's reporting exactly what's in the district attorney of San Francisco's report. Is, is that, he back on the air? No, I, I I haven't seen it. He hasn't been on the air since that report. I know. Like, that was super weird. Like, he disappeared, and then mm-hmm. it was maybe a week later or so they said that he, you know, he was suspended. Well, then NBC Bay Area came out, and they sided with him. I'm like, wait a second. Really? NBC, you can't even handle your own fucking station in the Bay Area? And the DA's office has it that Paul Pelosi opened the door and introduced his friend David to the police. Yeah. Now, come yeah. on. They were having butt sex. Let's let they it go. Absolutely were. They absolutely were. They said that they said that he was probably not in any danger at all. And then all of a sudden he hit him with a hammer. Well, I'd still like to see the body cam video. Where's well, my Freedom of Information Act? Oh, my God. I mean, looking back on that shit, it's just so hilarious to watch all this shit. Wait, it's crazy. What's crazy to me is is looking at people who see this shit. And just believe it. Yeah. Like, you know, you mentioned the COVID thing and you mentioned this Pelosi thing. People just believe every fucking thing they're told without even 
thinking to look into it at all. Like, oh, well, fucking Pelosi's, he's not gay. He wasn't wearing a diaper or whatever the fuck. He's, <laughs> this, he was attacked by some crazy person with a hammer. So you don't want to look into that. You just want to believe that because that's a crazy fucking story. To me, I'd want to look into it. It's just like with the COVID thing. Like, okay, COVID's here. We're going to shut the world down. Really? Why? With my entire life, I've never done anything like this. Why? I'm supposed to just to accept it? No, I got to look into this because that's who I type of person I am. But most people don't fucking do that. They just believe everything and go right along with it. And well, that's why the world is so fucked right now. And, and the evidence is there. Look, it, it, was there evidence that there was voter fraud in 2020? Absolutely. But if you Absolutely. say anything, if you say anything, you're going to get investigated by the Department of Homeland Security. Even though they spent three years investigating an election that didn't have any sort of fucking fraud in there or any evidence of fraud. There's voter fraud going on right now. You oh, look God, at Pennsylvania yeah. and fucking Arizona. Like, I just, I can't even believe it. I mean, Pennsylvania has this fella. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. This guy, that guy, I don't understand. Like, I mean, you have to be, they have to hate you so much in order to vote. Like, they had to hate Dr. Oz so much. I mean, really? In order to vote for that guy. And I can't blame him. I didn't know that, you know, Dr. Phil should go to that state and run for office. They obviously like him more than Dr. Oz. Seriously, Dr. Uh, Phil probably win. Um, I, I, have you heard Dr. Phil? Have you listened to him? He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And holy shit, man. That guy, like, he's definitely... He's a good one. He's he's a good one. I like I've always liked Dr. Phil, even though he did give us Bahad Bahabi, catch me outside. That, oh, that, well he did he yeah. did do that, yeah. But I've always liked Dr. Phil. I've always appreciated his no bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. I think we need to adopt a more no bullshit mentality when it comes to stuff. This I do too. This coddling of our youth and oh, everything's gonna be okay, baby. It, we need to we need to lay back on that shit and let them know that the world is a shithole. Well, that's I mean, dude, look at and think about the '90s and how we grew up. Now we're a couple old guys just fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, back in the day, things were yeah. better, but the, it's kind of the truth. It, like, well, it you, is the truth. We, if we just keep calling kids, what we're going to have is a bunch of kids who are fucking burning down cities because they're not getting their way. Mm-hmm. You think it's bad now? Wait till fucking 10 years from now when all these little shits grow up. It's not going to be a good look for us. We have to we have to start fucking putting our foot down the way our moms and dads did in the 90s. I'm not saying beat your kids. Oh, but I what am. I'm saying is punish them. Oh, I have, I have a, a business I want to start. It's called ABC. It's called Arnie Beats Children. Oh, there and, you go. It, well, it, it's for parents that don't want to teach their kids to be physical in a, in a fight, you know. And so if your kid's getting bullied, you call me, and for a nominal fee, and the ages are between 8 and 15 or 8 and 14 because I'm tougher than every kid in that age category. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will show up to your kid's school with your kid, and I'll be like, hey, are you Johnny? And yes, and then I beat the shit out of Johnny, and Johnny never fucks with your kid again. Boom. ABC. I like it. Children. I like it. It, it, goes, it, it goes along with my fangli, uh, fangless rattlesnake home detection or home defense system. Guy breaks in the, the house, he hears a rattle. You're going to fucking run out. You hear a rattle in a house, right? That's a very good point. <laughs> but they don't have fangs, so they're like pets. See? And then. Oh, this is roaming around the house. And then here we go. Are you ready for this one? This is my. I'm proud of this one. This is my meat for vegans because vegans are awful people and they would enjoy life more if they could eat meat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy all this land and I'm going to buy nothing but old animals, like old cows. And we're going to have monitors on them. And as soon as the monitor on the cow drops dead, we butcher them up. So the, the cow lived an entire life and now you can eat the meat. 
Now, see, now that's smart. Yeah. Now we're talking. That's now, gold. Nobody's, nobody's murdering anything. They lived their lives. They did what they're going to do, and now we're going to eat them because that's their purpose. And, and instead of burying them and, and let their bodies rot and, you know, torch the system, we're going to use it like the old Indians did, you know, with buffaloes. See? That's the way to do it, man. I like that. Yeah, I, I I do come up with a lot of shit on this show. I mean, when, <laughs> when I let my brain ramble and uh, and uh, I've in, in, imbibed in a little bit of CBD oil that I've gotten from friends that that are in legal states to send it to, then my fucking brain keeps wandering. So yeah, let's, like let's talk about that for a second. Well, yes. what, what, come on, Texas, get it together. What, what's this weed situation? Why why are you guys so afraid of pot? Never gonna happen. Never why? gonna happen. It, it it it's always been looked at as really dirty here. It it That's... look. I, I, I have a prediction that Texas will be the last state that ever legalizes recreational marijuana. That's sad, because if I'm not going to live in California, I'm either going to live in Arizona, Texas, or Florida. Well, it, it, be careful of Florida. You'll keep up that fluoritis, because them people are crazy. Those people are crazy, and that's kind of why I like it. But it's also <laughs> a lot of freedom down there. So. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I do have one. Uh, okay, I don't know. Can you talk about the, the story about Joe's last day? Um, yeah, I think I can talk about them. It was on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that like, like, so I was afforded something, and Mikey, you can attest to this. When I left radio, my boss allowed me two weeks. Yeah, you and, got lucky. That does not happen ever. Like when we when they let the show go, it was like you guys are done, and then we never went on the air again. In radio, that's how it is. They don't usually give somebody time to say goodbye unless yeah. they're, like, retiring or something like that. So uh, Jim was gave me two weeks, and I remember it was in my last show, and it was quite the send-off. It was a great show, fantastic. And, you know, I, I went to Reno. Well, lo and behold, about two months later, I get a call from you. And you're like, hey, do you want to be on Joe's last show tomorrow? <laughs> And I said, yes, oh, absolutely. And you told me something, and I, I'm not going to mention the name. I, everybody will know who it is, but you said so-and-so said that you need to make him cry. Yeah. That was the exact um, quote. That was the, that was the ultimate goal was that that's what they wanted us to do. So I'm not, again, you said you're not going to say names, so I'm going to just, there, there was a couple of people who were in charge in that building, who were very pissed off about what was going on. And Rightfully so. And being stabbed in the back by some employees. You know, so, before we go on, let, let me explain that. Do you know how much time, money, and effort was put into dog shit and jerk off? A lot. Years. Mm -hmm. Years. And then for them to do that to the station manager, our friend, that yeah. was such a, a cowardly move, such a bullshit move. So please continue. It really was. So so uh, the guy, you know, the, the dog shit, the ones you call dog shit, he was already gone. Right. And doing something else. And this was going to be Joe's last day. And so I was going to host this thing. Joe and I had been doing a show kind of back, you know, a little bit, whatever, on the air. But I was going to host this thing, this host this goodbye show for Joe. And it was going to be, in Joe's mind, it was going to be this big lift me Joe, everything's great. I right. everybody loves me, and they're sending me off to go sell garage doors. <laughs> you remember? You remember? I'll never it. fucking forget that the because I told him. I'm like, I called him out. I'm like, dude, I know you're not going to fucking sell garage doors. I'm not full of. Sh I'm not stupid. You're full of shit. But he, that was the you know, stupidest thing. I guarantee you, dog shit came up with that. I'm sure of it. That was sure the stupidest was. thing I ever heard. So, so that's what he thought was going to 
happened, but that's not how it went down because, because I was told on the other way, I was told that, that it's going to be, our job is to call him out, make sure the audience knows who he is and what really happened and make him cry. <laughs> basically. Oh God. When you said that to me, I, 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 I was harder than Superman's kneecap. I'll tell you that right now. I was like, fuck yes, let's go. And, and we had you came on, and uh, and Orphan Andrew came Orphan on as well. Orphan was in there, yeah. Um, and then I remember I got to town a day before because I had a bunch of people to see. I was living in Reno at the time. And I got a call from you the night before, and you said, hey, you can't make him cry. What happened? Um, I think that, that uh, I think it may be, I'm not exactly sure what happened. They, I think this has got, our old boss was like, just don't, Let's not go that far. But the thing I think with, with it is that it would have been easy no matter what because he was a crier. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. guy's a crier. I mean, it's, it's, I think everybody knows that about him. I'm not saying anything people don't know. And so I, I think maybe our, at the, it was like a last-minute decision by that boss who just all of, a sudden, all of a sudden had a conscious and was like, you know what, I don't want him to cry. And, and, and I got that. And, and I, I came on and I did the show, and he was not happy. Joe dude, was, dude, he froze up on the show. Joe was like, so not happy when I walked in that studio. Oh, my God. I can see his face right now. That's the it only was, time I've ever felt like a bad in, guy he wrestler. He fucking looked like he just saw a ghost. Oh, it was so fantastic. It was he so He had no great. idea. And we did the show, and, and God bless you, because I was picking on him here and there, you know, having fun with him. But you went after dog shit. I'll yeah. never forget, you went after him, and you were trying to get Joe to call him out. And Joe I was trying wouldn't. to get Joe to admit that Dog at, it was a homophobe. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're Oh, my God, that's right. Because, and that was, that was directed to do that. Mm -hmm. But I knew, and, and I was told to, because, you know, a lot of people knew this about him already. And that's why Orphan Andrew, that's, you know, that's part of, they wanted to create and paint this picture as to why that show started to fall apart. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was partially because Dogface was a homophobe. He couldn't take direction from anybody. It was all these things that I was kind of told to say. Here's they were basically gave me a list of things that were <laughs> that that people need. They wanted people to know about him, and they just wanted me to present it in the best way I possibly could and try to get Joe to get it out of Joe at least to to mm -hmm. back it up or verify it. You know. And I'll never forget Joe got mad on the air for a little bit, but then he kind of calmed down. And, and, you know, I stayed on for the whole show. I, I, I showed up like an hour into the show, and I stayed on for the rest of the show. And I'll never forget, I went to, to our friend's office, and we were talking afterwards. And uh, I'll never forget, Joe walked in. <laughs> and Joe walked in, and he thanked, you know, our friend for all the years and all this opportunity. But now his dream has come true. This is, by the way, the first time I've ever heard this dream that he wanted to do mornings, even though he's not a fucking morning person. Just listen to their show now. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he gave, and he goes, it's my dream to do mornings. And I just go, <laughs> I laughed at him. And he hugged our friend, and he walked out, didn't say anything to me, just walked out. And I was like, what a fucking loser. I mean, Man, what a loser. That day, like, I, I, I had so much anxiety from that day. And and even, like, we were getting text messages. People were telling me, I'm calling me an asshole, saying all these horrible things. I was getting emails from people we worked with at the time saying how, how I was such a dickhead for doing that. And then I had um, our boss and the boss boss, 
they, they, I don't know if I got a gift card. I not even remember what it was, but they're like, they're like telling me to just ignore the bullshit. That was some of the best radio Sacramento's ever had. All this other stuff, you know, be trying to make me feel better because I felt horrible about it. But at the same time, I knew that it needed to be done and I knew that mm-hmm. it was going to be radio. I just, I felt so bad in a way because there was a moment on in, in that interview with, with when everybody was together where you said Joe got mad, he completely froze up. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't answer any questions. Yeah. And I called him out. I even said that. I was like, are you going to not say anything? You're just going to sit there? And he did. He just sat there. And I said, all right, well, we're going to take a break. And I took a break. And then he decided to come back around to it and get back, you know, start talking and whatever. But oh. he was not happy. Oh, no, he wasn't. And I'll never forget the, the Facebook post he put up a couple days later where he called you and I out. He said that, uh, I can't believe that somebody who really hasn't made a mark for themselves in radio yet, talking about you. Yeah. He was talking about you. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he comes after me and a guy who can't seem to hold a job because this is right after I lost my job in, in Reno. And I was like, motherfucker, I did mornings longer than you've been in radio. I'm like, you fucking idiot. I had, I was more successful at that time than I had ever been in my career. Like I had already, you talking about making a name for myself. I was already in Boston and made a name for myself. I was already in New York city and made a name for myself. Like, my like, voice was on radio stations all over the world. Go, yeah. That sounds like jealousy. To oh, me. It, it would totally was like, I remember you were like ranked in the top 10 imagers in the radio business. And I'm like, really? Mikey has not made a name for himself and I can't keep a job. Okay. Well, Hey, okay. Remember the job that I've done over these years is better than everything you will ever do, Joe. And well, but the thing is, the, the, I will say this, though. There's two guys that aren't working in radio talking about a couple of guys who are working in radio. Yeah, but, but would <laughs> I'm you... I'm just kidding. I, oh, I know, I know, but I tell you what, I don't know how that works over there. I just don't know. I, I mean, they can't meet... I don't either. They don't, they, I mean, they can't meet with anybody. They can't have a consultant because if I was a consultant, I'd be like, fire your morning show. Fire your yeah. morning show five years I'd be ago. Like fire your morning show and hire that damn show. And yeah, them over there. Get something that's good on there at least. My God, it 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 it, it truly amazes me the stupidity that's in radio right now. I know it's pretty wild, dude. It is a weird industry, and it's just it's, it's shifting so much. You just got to find your station that that is that has given you the entertainment that you want anymore. Because like, if you want what rock stations are doing mostly if you're going to get a morning show and then you're going to get music intensive stuff throughout the day with, with a musicologist on the air who knows everything there is to know about music. You're going to see that more and more throughout the country. And then people are going to be people who want stuff like what we do, talk shows and goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. are just going to make their way over to podcasting and over the next few years. And I guarantee podcasting's big now, wait for five years and watch how big it is then. And then oh, in 10 yeah. years when radio is really just regulated to a point of, of just so local that it's only there for fucking emergency alert systems and fucking commercials. Yeah. At some point, that's what's going to end up happening. I oh, And people I'm, are going to go podcast. People are going to keep going to podcasting and looking for that entertainment, just like what people do with Hulu and fucking Netflix and all that shit. And, but the hardest part about that, I think, for people like you and me is standing out above everybody else yeah. so that we can be recognized. Yeah. Like, hey, we have a good product that you want to listen to amongst all these other shitty fucking yeah. podcasts. We're pros. We know how yeah. to do this. We know how to put a show together. This other shit, you know, whether whether it's the, the knitting fucking hour show, get rid of that <laughs> shit. Get, say no. You're not allowed to do that. You have to have some kind of broadcast experience to be able to do this. It, it pisses me off like there's no tomorrow. And, I and, know. And 
you know, it's funny you were talking about this, and it, it jingled something in my mind, and I'm not making fun of you for this, um, but it's stupid the way things work. This whole Taylor Swift debacle with tickets, Yeah. <laughs> how Taylor Swift, and, and my wife was on the phone for like 16 hours during this whole debacle, right? Yeah. And all it was was people giving out their passcodes just like they've done with Netflix and Hulu yeah. and all oh, yeah. this. All, that's why there were 14 million people in the queue. I, I don't think they should have. They, they, the thing with that is they should have fucking made it so that only one person can use that passcode. Yeah, it, so one passcode done. Once it's used, it's done. Yeah, but Ticketmaster came out. Hey, sorry for the inconvenience. Sorry that you made the biggest mistake of your fucking career, and now the United States government is looking at you in an antitrust suit. You're done. I know. And yeah, good. They, I'll good. say I'm happy for it. I, even if even if uh, the conspiracy side of me thinks you know Taylor Swift knew what she was fucking doing, and she just like she kind of did with Spotify and Apple with her music, she's taken down Ticketmaster and Live Nation because they control too much. Mm-hmm. So. That's the conspiracy side of me, and if that's true, then thank God because they need they do need to be taken down. But that's probably not the case. But like you were saying, I'm happy with that because I feel like Live Nation and Ticketmaster do have too much control. So the the as much as I hate the fucking federal government, I hate them investigating yeah. anybody for any reason whatsoever. I do think that they need to break this shit up because it's fucking people like you and me who want to go to concerts and can't afford it, and then we go to the show. Finally, if we do get tickets for 150 bucks. And we're sitting up in the nosebleeds. We got to go to the show. And we got to pay thirty dollars for a beer, yep. thirty dollars for a burger. Like it's just bullshit. And I and I I'm kind of glad, a little bit, that the government is investigating this shit. And, well, and this, if it took Taylor Swift, it took Taylor Swift. Yeah, it, this is the thing. I don't mind the government because this is their job. When yes. they do their job, I don't have a problem. This is their job. And you and I have worked in radio a long time. We probably got about what at least fifty years experience between the two of us. At least. Yeah. We've been to thousands of concerts. Let me tell you yeah. something, my friend. That is the one thing you will miss the most. Are I know. free tickets. I already miss it. It sucks. It, it gives me anxiety horrible. to know that I that I have to probably buy tickets to go to Aftershock if I want to go this year. And and, <laughs> like, and honestly, <sighs> just get ready for the secondary market because everything is on the secondary market. And it's I, I've said it, it's priced me out of shows. Yeah, there are certain sucks, shows I want to go to, but I ain't gonna pay all that much money to go see those people. Yeah, I won't. I won't do that. I will continue though. Like I, I have. I will say this: Do I still have some connections? And if I can keep my podcast going and it grows, hopefully, I can continue to stay on media lists and make my way in that way. Yeah, and 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 it was good for me. I was in Sacramento. See, I'm still trying to get on the media list here in Dallas, but I was going to like movie premieres and doing all that kind of stuff. So it was still yeah. good there. Keep your name in there. You'll be fine, and your show's going to get huge. I mean, I hope so. And uh, look, January 23rd, I'm going to be on. So, yeah, got that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, hey, Mikey, I'm going to let you go now because uh, it's the end of the show, but I just want to say thank you, and you're welcome back anytime. Anytime. I'll come at back all. anytime. Anytime, my friend. And awesome. uh, hey, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Tell your beautiful bride to be. I said happy Thanksgiving to her as well, and your kids, all 82 of them. Good Lord, you're like the white Sean Kemp. Shut up, asshole. (laughs) Hey, man, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, too, man. It was really good talking to you. All right, pal. Uh, Everybody, that was Mikey right there. Um, Great conversation with him. It's so awesome to hear him, and he's doing well. And I'm rooting for him. The Mikey podcast, you can find it on Spotify, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Straight Fire, how can we hear this episode? I will have this episode up within the next five minutes at ArnieRadio.com. And uh, let me just say, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you. Uh, what a killer show today. Thank you, Arnie and Mikey. You can Lake Tahoe, Joe, and the rest of the ass family. Uh, we will be back on Monday. So enjoy your turkey day. Look, look. I know this weekend is big. Today was my favorite day of the year when I was a drinker. Because I knew I could start drinking as soon as the show was over. And I didn't have to be back until Monday. So if that is your, your flavor, enjoy. Just get a ride home. Get a lift. Get an Uber. Get, get home. All right, so uh, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. And until Monday, adiosa. It's Christmas time. I see the lines of people everywhere Trying to pick out the gifts that show how much they care Makes me wish that I could see my friends on Christmas Day And fill my list with lots of gifts But I can only say Here comes a Merry Christmas straight to you I hope it cheers you up when you are down and feeling blue Right or wrong, I'll sing my song And you will know just who sings a Merry is outside waiting to arrest him.